I'm not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day Mobile suits. You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot. Miss Matilda! Hey folks, and welcome back to Mobile Suit Mondays, uh, our fan host spinoff show where we talk about Gundam. And uh, this is a kind of special episode, like, you know, we kind of, we kind of, with Mobile Suit Mondays, we're kind of episodic, we like kind of pick a series and go with it, but now this, every so often we'll, you know, do a special episode and like do something off the beaten path, and this is one of those episodes, and uh, we, we've actually done this format before where this is like an openings episode and you might have you might remember we did one for Transformers where I had like the guys, you know, watch a bunch of different Transformers opening themes and give their thoughts and, you know, what what the opening like credits and theme might like mean to them or if it's, you know, if it they like it, they don't like it or whatnot. And we're going to do that for Gundam now. And uh, uh, who's who's with me tonight? I, I, uh, no carrots, no carrots. This is Derek, Derek WC. And this is Zeta Justin. It's not anime. It's, it's real life. So basically, if you don't know the format of, uh, what, what this is, uh, I'm going to post a link, like, in the chat box for, uh, my two fellow fan holes to click. We will watch the, uh, intro. And uh, we will give our thoughts on it, and you know, just general, like if we like the song, if we like the visuals, like what it what it mean, what, like what it means as a nostalgia, like you know, type thing to us, and that's pretty much it. So uh, I, I just before we get started, I just want to give out a disclaimer since this is on the newfangled shitastic Skype. There's a highly likelihood that one or all of us will accidentally shut down the Skype as we shut out of links so hopefully that's not too painstaking <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully yeah like there might be a little bit of discrepancies and whatever that we might have to uh troubleshoot but if i if i edit it right like you won't even notice so we'll just say it was a circuit burnout exactly yeah but yeah hey dren yeah we'll just say it was a circuit burnout. <laughs> <laughs> Dren, Dren cool. gives me the eye yeah like Der- <laughs> derek saw captain america i understood that <laughs> reference i don't I don't know, Mr. Cha. <laughs> Alrighty then. So I'm going to post this link in here and then we will watch it. And then once we have watched it, we will uh, discuss it. So go. 
So, yeah, that was... We, we just watched the original Mobile Suit Gundam opening from 1979, uh, entitled Tobey Gundam, or Fly Gundam, uh, sung by Ko Ikeda. And the Gundam Wiki claims that the lyrics were actually written by uh, Yoshiyuki Tamino, which... Like, I don't know, I, I couldn't find any further, like, you know, collaboration of that fact. But it, it kind of, it, it's almost like a friggin', like, Star Trek original, like, lyrics thing, it oh, feels like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. like, what do you call it? Didn't Roddenberry write lyrics to the yeah. original, like, Star Trek theme? Yeah, but, like, this this song actually, like, plays the lyrics, so... So, I, like, I don't know how true that is, but that's what the wiki says, and, you know, wik- Wikipedia things are never wrong, so I'm just gonna... <laughs> but, you know, like, this is a... I, it's funny because I first watched the original Gundam, like, on Cartoon Network, and they had their own, like, opening for, like, Cartoon Network that was, like, you know, kind of modern and hardcore and, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So when I first saw this opening, it was kind of, you know, I was like, oh, right, it's, like, the 70s, it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of... But, like, I mean, over the years, I've, and especially watching, like, you know, doing our usual Mobile Suit Mondays discussion of, like, Mobile Suit Gundam, like, I've really, like, grown to really love this opening. And I think it's, like, really charming and colorful and, like, you know, just maybe of its time. But I think it also there's a sort of a timeless quality to it. And there's a lot of things that, like, you know, further Gundam intros like will will take like inspiration from so like do you guys have like like a, a, the same kind of fondness I do for this opening I, I do I mean I, I enjoy the opening I, I, I think like yourself too I mean e- even when I was first introduced to the original Mobile Suit Gundam it was probably through the VHS tapes of the movie so they didn't play this intro on those VHS tapes of the movie versions. And then, like yourself, I was more accustomed to the the Toonami or Adult Swim or what, whatever it was on, you know, that, that sort of, you know, Americanized edit of the, the you know, kind of Toonami Jam intro or whatever it was. And y- you know what's interesting is, like, I, I think... When I first started getting the the Bandai DVDs, that was when they didn't have the Japanese language. And, you know, they had maybe four to five episodes a disc. And I think I remember being, you know, it was one of those things where it was like off-putting because I, I forget which way it went. But it was either when you first started watching them, they had the Toonami thing. And then halfway through, they stopped and played the original. Or maybe it was they played the original and then halfway through, they started playing the Toonami one. But, I mean, I, I guess, you know, at first, like, yeah, that does kind of catch you off guard because you're like, oh, this isn't what I watched on television, right? But I think having seen, kind of like what you're saying, I mean, to me, having seen a lot of super robot anime intros from the 70s at that time, you know, whether it's Brave Radine or, or Space Runway Ideon, you know, things like that, like, you, you get a sense of the flavor for it. And, I mean, clearly that intro is more applicable, per se, than than what they, the spin they tried to put on the intro in, in on the Cartoon Network show and everything. So, yeah, I have a lot of fondness for it, and I, I like the music. Like, I, I enjoy kind of watching 
the the singer you know like sing that like there, there there's often like these youtube videos of stuff if you start looking up gundam intros and songs and things and you see like all these live performances of things and like he'll often you know it, it's it's just funny because he's busting out into like an old favorite and it feels like you know it feels like you're watching like an elton john concert and all of a sudden he's busting out into candle in the wind and everybody's like Woo! but it's like the Gundam song, you know, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little funny, but it's also kind of awesome. So yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I don't know that I have a lot of nostalgia for this. Kind of like you guys, like I watched this originally on Toonami and I have no memory of that Toonami opening. I'm sure if I looked on YouTube and watched it, it would like jog my memory and I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember this now, but like, I don't have any recollection of what it was like. I think the first time I encountered this opening, it was probably, you know, on YouTube or something. I was like, oh, so that's what the original opening is. And it's, you know, kind of like Mike said, it's 70s. If you've watched a lot of anime from the 70s, sometimes they're very, they're, they're very charming. They kind of get you in the mood. And sometimes they can be, I don't know, embarrassing and cheesy. But this is a good opening. What I, uh, this will sound stupid, but like... There's a scene in this opening that makes me always think of Gundam Wing. And I know that it's it's a homage to this, but, like, I saw Gundam Wing first, so I'm always thinking of Gundam Wing. But, like, there's that shot of, like, Char's mobile suit. He's, like, uh, in front of the moon, and he's got all the, like, the other suits around him. There's, like, a similar shot in one of the Gundam Wing openings. It's, like, Zex instead of Char. Where I saw the Gundam Wing and the you know the Zex Marquis shot first, like I always think back to that. Like I, even though I know that's like, you know, people are gonna be like that's wrong. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't like, like blasphemer, defiler. Your feelings are wrong. Yeah, I I know because uh, and I think I mentioned this before in an old Mobile Suit Monday show, uh, show, but like I remember kind of like defending Zex Marquis. I was like Zex is cool, and I think it was Shadow on the old the you know bot talk was like. Uh, you know, Char is so much better. You know, Zex is a Char clone and all this stuff. I was like, I don't know who this Char cat is, but Zex Marquis is cool. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh. You know what I do find interesting about this opening is they put a lot of emphasis on Amaro launching in like the core fighter, and then it combines like with the other two components to make the Gundam. And, like, I know that's something, like, Tamino never wanted in the show. Like, he never wanted, like, combining Mecha, and, like, he wanted the Gundam to be super realistic and, like, stuff like that. But, I like, I feel like that's a, like, shot that the executives probably, like, you know, yeah. we got to sell the Gundam toy, so we got to show how it transforms and stuff. Like, that, that's a sponsor-mandated beat, right? Like, that, that they, they have to sell those. They have to sell the core fighter model or the core fighter that plugs into the the suit and all that kind of stuff like that, that I, I yeah i just imagine you know i mean i guess that's a good thing to bring up besides showcasing like the the products right that bandai would be making available to all the, the youth of japan like it, it does do a pretty good job this intro of showcasing the different characters you know like like and i i kind of feel i mean i don't know you you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but i, I feel like there's a tendency in in certain I don't know if it's like the 90s or, or the millennium, you know, the new millennium type intros of anime. But I mean, I, I feel like sometimes in, in those intros, there's a tendency to like do this condensed, like 60 second, two minute, like 
info flush of what the entire, say, 50 or 25 episodes that you're about to sit down and watch are. And as you continue to watch the episodes, the intro makes more and more sense as you go along, I suppose. But, like, I think this, I mean, there, there might be some elements of that. Like, the more you watch, the more you understand what characters you're seeing. But I, I feel like this is more like, like kind of, um, I guess I don't know how to exactly describe it, but it's like if, if you were doing, like, a musical number on stage and you slowly, you know, peeled open the curtain and introduced everybody to your cast of characters and, like, they're either taking pre pre-show bows or something like that because you're you're basically kind of seeing like all the various characters and then it's interspersed with you know probably like you said the the executive or or sponsor mandated shots of Gundam the 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 core fighter like all the you know the the gun tank the gun cannon the the Zaku Shar Zaku like all the mandated products that they want to sell but in in interspersed between that it's kind of like you you do get to see the the cast of White Base and 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 Char and and Zeon and that kind of thing as as you're going through it. I think it's funny. I think like the gun tank actually looks a lot cooler in this intro than it ever like kind of performs in the show. Like I think it's like you know it's kind of rapid firing in the intro and firing its cannons, but in the show it's always kind of clunky and clumsy. So, like, I think it, it it succeeds in making those suits look a lot more dynamic than, you know, they might have been. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like this intro. I mean, it's it's gr- maybe it's grown on me, but I still can, you know, I think when I, I get a stupid grin on my face whenever I hear it, like, if I'm ever playing, like, a Gundam versus game and it, it's the, like, stage music and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah, you hear the the opening, like, the very beginning of it, you know, when it, when it builds up, you know, don't, don't. Like I love that part. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's catchy. I mean, it's funny. It's like one of those things where it's like very poppy, and even if you don't know the language, you're still sitting there trying to like sing the song. Where you're like, Oratate, Oratate, Gundamu, you know. So when they do that, do 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 do, like as soon as you hear that, you automatically know you're watching something from the '70s because you can hear that in like. Like, there's some Sentai openings that kind of have that, and you're like, oh, this is made in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Anything else about this intro, or? Okay, then. So I will post the next link, and we will continue on. So, yeah, we... We just watched uh, the first opening to Zeta Gundam, and we jumped all the way from 1979 to 1985. And uh, the title of the song was uh, Zeta Transcending Times, uh, sung by uh, Mami Ayukawa. And most, I think most people who like know this like opening and know this song think it's called like Sign of Zeta because it's like in the chorus or whatever, but that's not its title. But um, this is another thing where, like, I, I when I originally saw Zeta, I had bought, like, the DVD set, and they didn't have the rights to this song. So, like, again, it, I think they just took some background music from the show and put it over this animation. So I didn't actually see the actual, like, animation with the song before until, like, I, like, looked it up on YouTube. But still, like, I mean, I think it's still kind of, like, memorable and catchy, and I still like the song. 
I mean, like Derek, what, what was what was your suggestion? I think you saw Zeta long before like they had an official U.S. release, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so I I would watch it. Like I, I download like you know asswipe fan subs and stuff like that. So I mean, I would have seen the the intro, and then it, this was kind of I I forget like the rationale of the reasoning, but it was kind of infamous because I think I think the the notion was this was like a lot of Japanese shows. I mean, they literally use popular songs. I mean, to, to put it into context, and this is going to be a really silly context, but I'm just going to do it anyway. To put it into context, imagine if, like, the theme song to Family Ties was sung by Prince. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that's, that's kind of, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of what was going on here. And then the problem was when, when Bandai this DVD box set in the States, then it was like, well, can we pay Prince enough money so we can do this? And eventually they were just kind of like, oh, that's that would make the DVD release unprofitable if we were to do that. And then they ended up using, I, I, I want to say it's like track 11. I can't remember what the title is, but it's it's an actual like instrumental track from Zeta. And that's that's what would play with this intro. Can can I just say that that mommy Ayukawa like made a deal with the goddamn devil? Like this this woman, like she's got a beautiful voice, but you know what's scary? If you look at like see this is me. I watch all these like live like you know like uh, performances and stuff of some of these songs because I like them. And truth be told, I, I, I like this intro. Like, Zeta's my favorite Gundam show, pretty much, as far as, like, long-form Gundam. But I, I don't know that I'd necessarily say that this song is my favorite of hers. Like, I, I love the the song from F91 at the end, like, that she sings. And, like, that, I think, is my favorite one that she sings. But, like, if you look at performances of her, like, back when this came out, it's like she's on Star Search and she almost looks like older or, or not as, as hip and pretty or something. And then what's funny is you jump to like the, the you know, it's like when she's in her 40s and stuff and I'm like, God damn, she looks good. Like, like I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy because it's like, she, she, it's like she's got that whole, you know, when people used to say like, damn, Tina Turner looks good for being in her 50s and all that stuff and she like, rocked the house and played like a cool concert and all that kind of stuff like i feel like like mommy ayukawa is like the tina turner of japan like she she rocks that shit continually like and it doesn't matter like how long she's been doing it so like that that's all i kind of wanted to say about that as for me uh, i'm kind of in the same boat as you mike like i'm very familiar with this opening sequence but as for the song like i had no clue about it until i probably watched that giant uh, Gundam opening compilation that's on YouTube, and I was like, "Huh, so that's the Japanese opening." Okay, I mean, it's it's a good song. I, it's catchy, and I like it. But I'm more familiar with like the, you know, the English DVD version. Like, what I really like about this is like, man, the animation in this is there's some fantastic animation. Yeah. In this. yeah, it's really smooth. It's very detailed. You're just like, man, I'm gonna see some really cool shit. It's it's one of those I, I think I think for us like people of our generation too I think probably it's that it's got a weird sense of nostalgia that you would never have because 
if you look at when this came out, this came out in like 85, like it would have been around the same time that they released Macross. And I think because a lot of us either grew up or, or you know, maybe just through osmosis, like knew what Robotech was. Like, I, I feel like if, if you have some form or sense of nostalgia for Robotech, like you will dig the shit out of the animation in Zeta Gundam. Yeah, it's it's really like beautiful. Like I, there's there's a couple bits in this that will be like homaged mercilessly by like following Gundam like openings. Like, and first of all, is an homage to the original Gundam opening when where the pilot is about to take off and he gives like the camera a thumbs up. Like that'll show up a bunch of more times like in the future. And then at the very end where the Zeta Gundam's like firing its beam rifle and stuff. Like they there's a few openings that homage this sequence of events where the Gundam takes like some missiles to its shield and it's like shield gets destroyed and then like it emerges from a cloud of smoke and like keeps firing or like draws its beam saber like they, they use that a lot too but yeah like Justin said like the animation's gorgeous like you know I like this the song like the sequence I think like if so if we were you know watching Gundam in 1985 or whatever, you know, when we saw this opening, you know, I think when Amaro and, like, all the original cast, like, show up in the opening, you know, you'd be like, oh, man, like, they're still around. Like, you know, it'd be, like, super cool. Yeah, and I, I think I think kind of counter to what I was saying about the original Mobile Suit Gundam intro, I, I think there are elements of this that, that have that element of an anime intro trying to give you snippets and pieces and clues to the 50 episodes you're about to watch. Like just because of the sheer fact alone that, that this intro tries to introduce you to all the characters you're going to meet in that 50 episode arc. And that's over a long period of time. So, you know, conceivably you could watch this intro, but you wouldn't meet all the people from this intro. If you just watched the first episode of you know because there are so it's such a large cast and different characters and big bads and 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 allies and, and and all that kind of stuff and then of course there's the like you said the reintroduction of some of the the cast from the original show which of course they don't all just pop up immediately in the first episode some people do and some people don't but that that's something that you'll you'll see in in that show yeah, I, I've always liked the shot of like Char or Quattro like taking off his sunglasses and stuff. Like that, that was always cool to me. And you know, that he kind of was like the. It's it's weird to think because you know the show like none of us obviously watched this in 1985, but this is like right when Gundam was like, hey, this is a viable like Bandai was like, this is a yeah. viable property yeah. again. Like so, we can make a sequel. And like Tamino was given you know the 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 means to make a sequel to it. So. You know, it was a big deal for, like, you know, to see, like, Char and, like, the old cast again and to just see Gundam again. This is, you know, this is six years after the original, like, ended. And, like, in between then they had, like, repeats of it, which, like, got it popular enough to make the movie compilations. And then they had a full-on sequel, so. Yeah, I really, I really like, you You said you like the shot where, where Quattro or Char takes off his glasses. Like, I really love that, that juxtaposition shot where it's, like, Char or Quattro is on the left side of the screen and then Camille is on the right side of the screen and they're like slowly just kind of, you know, doing the the figure pan with the two of them and then uh, Shiroko comes in between both of them and kind of 
ruins the, the yeah. pan, so to speak, you know? So it's like, I, I think that's like a great little, and it, it, it's like, it's like a subtle thing. I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't know exactly what that means when you watched the first episode, but by the time you get to episode 50, it's all plain as day. Justin, do you have a favorite bit of animation like from this opening? I don't know. I really like that Shadow Quattro taking off his glasses. I like, I mean, you know I me, mean? like I love Char slash Quattro slash whatever he's calling himself this day of the week. That's really cool. I don't know. I mean, it, there's there's a whole lot of just really nice uh, animation in this. Just like, I mean, even just like when characters are walking, like when uh, Camille is just like walking, you've got like space in the background. Like even that just looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that the actual Zeta Gundam is only like kind of cloaked in shadow like in this opening because he wouldn't actually get it up until like I think it's like 20 something episodes into the series. Yeah, so. yeah. usually it's yeah. like it's like 22, 25, like it's like halfway through usually yeah. when you get the get the suit. Yeah. It's like and Zeta Gundam is the the first one to set the trend of like the protagonist getting a better suit like in halfway like through the series. So when are they gonna get to the Zeta gun? I know, right? Like, what is this Mach Two shit? Like, <laughs> I have like Better's relative. I'm like, I'm like the the Teton colors on that Mach Two are, are swanky, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I know that's like yeah your favorite color scheme. I'm always reminded of I think it's Mars who who like got the Mach Two like uh uh toy or whatever, and he was kind of like, what's this like neck like pillow the Mark Two has like. And like, what? Since when does the Mark II have a Vulcan gun on it or whatever? And I'm like, he does it in the every single intro. He fires the Vulcan gun like at the very end. Like, what? What are you talking about, man? Like, all right. So I think we will move on to one that I think all of us love and is probably one of Derek's favorites. So let me post that link. Like I said, it, it's not anime, it's real life. Anime tonight. I'm, I'm like, all, all I can think of now is the, the, the goofy-ass uh, English, English dub or whatever it was, where it's like, this is not anime! <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the old fighters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is the Double Zeta's first opening from 1986, uh, Anime Janai, It's Not Anime, uh, sung by uh, Masato Arai. And it's, I think it's pretty infamous among Gundam fans. I mean, it's such a, it's a catchy song and it's a, it's such a bizarre song. And it, it kind of, I think it fits with like Double Zeta's like first half at least, which is, you know, infamously lighthearted. Um, or as Derek says, Ewok bullshit. <laughs> Ewok, Ewok bullshit. bullshit. I remember when I was watching Double Zeta the first time, I was like emailing Derek. I was like, when does this get good? And Derek was oh, like, oh bro, God. you got like 22 episodes that you want yeah. shit to get through. <laughs> <laughs> you do, man. You, you gotta, you gotta get through that shit till like, till like Emil comes back and then, and then Judah starts pulling his mega badass stuff. But yeah, you, you kind of got to get through all the wacky hijinks and everything. This intro, like the, the I, I think that moment where you got like the caveman and they show the evolution of like the caveman to Amuro to Camille to Judao, you know, like that's a pretty I mean, you know, they're definitely they're definitely trying to sell you on their new character. I mean he's very it's probably in reverse, you know, to most people maybe Camille would be the Brent to to Amuro's tailor, but I, I kind of feel like Judao is more of a, a Brent, you know, per se, but I mean, he, he eventually, I, I think, 
comes through as far as you know his new type abilities and power levels. But I, I, I think initially, I think Tamino wanted to just go a different route with this kind of show because I think he was tired doing the the serious sores, you know, real robot war thing, and, and wanted to do something different. But I think you know probably because of the ratings or whatever, I, somebody must have slapped them on the hand and been like, all right, you got to switch this shit up. And they, they kind of went back to the more, I'd, I'd say, more recognizable tones of, of Gundam, you know, for the, the back half of the show and everything. I mean, th- th- I think the, the you know, anime Janai, like, that does set up, like, I mean, maybe there's more to it, you know, there's an ellipses, you know, like, like, almost like saying, like, this is not your father's Gundam, this is not your father's anime, like, like, I'm gonna make something that's not the same as the previous two works, you know, like, and and maybe that's a little forced, I guess, but it kind of is what it is. I mean, it's, it's definitely infamous, and and it's certainly catchy, like, I mean, you're, 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 you're definitely gonna kind of get that kind of song stuck in your head, whether you want to or not. There's like an artifact of where Tamino originally intended to take this show, like in this opening. That's when it shows like Char or Quattro again with like, you know, and compare contrasts him against Judao. And that's because like originally like Char was going to make his grand return, like in the second half of this show. But then like, you know, midway, like Derek said, like the ratings guys like kind of, you know, either slap Tamino or like Tamino got permission to do a movie and that's what like became Char's counterattack. So he pushed like Char's return to that movie basically. You know his appearance in this opening is weird because it's like he's not I know he's supposed to be like yelling at Judah, but it's more like he's kinda like lazily yawning at Judah. (laughs) That's what it always felt like to me though. I mean like I don't get a sense that he's like angry and yelling. It's more like he's going "Ah, Judah (laughs) <laughs> maybe 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 that's his reaction to the the first 25 episodes of the ewok <laughs> bullshit you know? it's like what is this ewok bullshit <laughs> and like there, there's this guy who's gonna be giving Haman like roses for 25 episodes like uh, uh. you know what part always makes me laugh about this intro is the the part where the like double zeta like forms up and, like, when Judah, like, is in the cockpit and he gives his, like, goofy-ass, like, thumbs up. And, like, just the look on his face is so, like, funny, like, to me. Like, I just so laugh at it every single time. Hey, he but, was he was doing the happy child face way before the child. He yeah. Was the thumbs up. Uh, he was thought. like, yeah. He was like, yeah, we're going to form Devil Zeta. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, that, that combining sequence, like, man, that's some really great animation. Like, I love that. Yeah, it's it's really like they again. I mean, it's it's obvious, you know, got to sell the double Zeta new toy or whatever. But I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean this this whole opening looks good. Like if you had never watched Double Zeta, you'd be like, man, I want to watch this. And then when you start watching it, it's like you've been fooled. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I didn't watch Double Zeta until a lot long after you guys did, but like. I, I maybe because I had been so insulated and prepared for it, like I kind of appreciated like all the Ewok like bullshit. Right, like, because, right, right. Like by the time I got to the serious stuff, I was like, you know what, that was worth it. Because like I feel like I wouldn't like care about these characters 
like so much if I didn't go through all that. Like Ewoks, it's it's, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like not that I think the first four seasons of Deep Space Nine are Ewok bullshit, but it's kind of like that. It's kind of like it, you 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 live with those characters in the first three seasons for a long time, and and while they're not as exciting as the latter half of the show when they get into the Dominion War, it's like I, I think what you're saying is is true mike like that that you you want to live with those characters for a little bit so that when all that stuff starts happening there there's more stakes to it and and you have more of a sense of appreciation for what's going on in the show i think my my favorite bit in this opening and it it it, it it's a favorite bit like in like future gundam openings too but when Judao kind of does that kind of flourish with his hand and then his hand on the way down, his hand turns into the Zeta Gundam's hand. Like, like I love that. And like, they, they kind of homage that in like some future openings, but I love whenever the, like the protagonist and the, like it kind of blurs the line between the protagonist and his Gundam where, you know, he kind of personifies himself in the Gundam. Like, I think that looks like awesome. Like, do you guys have a, a favorite part of this opening? Uh, like I said before, I, I love that combining sequence. I think the animation and the detail on the the different parts that are combining, I think that's amazing. Like when people talk about like mecha porn or something, like that's one of the first things that comes to mind. It's like, man, that sequence is great. I mean, I, I did previously say that I, I dig the evolution scene for sure. I think I think maybe the 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 other thing that I really like about this is that moment where it's like. Judah's kind of superimposed, you know, and like I, I feel like that's a hint at sort of his his greatness to come, I guess, if that makes any sense, you know, like yeah. he's he's kind of like almost like bigger than than life, you know, like, and I I think I think most times you're used to the in the original stories because they're based on like a, a super robot, like you're you're more used to the super robot being the the element of the the fantastic element of of the show but i think because this this delves pretty heavily into the the new type nature of everything that 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 almost elevates the whole i mean it, it's like if, if you thought new types were were kind of mary sue god type characters in in say the original or in zeta like i mean it, it takes it to like a whole new level in this i agree with that derek oh. here's my analogy amaro is taylor camille is brent judal is mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he sees the double z and he's like oh it looks like we've got a transformer over here say hi to your mother for me <laughs> say hi to your mother for me how do you mother for me, Quattro? <laughs> it's our mother's dad. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I will post the next one. Um, the opening to Gundam 0083 Stardust Memory from 1991. The song is The Winner, sung by uh, Miki uh, Matsubara. 
And uh, this is another, like, really famous, I think, uh, one. Like, it, obviously, it's, like, super catchy. I mean, I think any... I, this is probably one of the first Gundam openings I ever watched, I think, because, uh, like, my a friend of mine had a bunch of, like, 0083, uh, the VHS tapes, so, like, and this opening was on them, and, like, you know, I was kind of like, oh, this is cool, like, I mean, I mean, p- fans, I think, kind of jokingly call this Gundam, this, this series, like, Top Gundam, oh, like, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really got those kind of, like, you know, early 90s, like, you know, Top Gun vibes and stuff like that. I, I, but... You know, it's funny, though, because it's top, because it's like Top Gundam and Top Gun. I mean, I, 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 I'm always shocked when, when I realized that this was released in the early, you know, 90s, because I think of it as, like, super 80s, like the song, the, yeah. the, the, the plot, like, everything about it. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we, we are secret brothers when it comes to this, because... I mean, this is something I think I have a lot of nostalgia for because my old and dear friend Tim Kono, he was the one who, who showed me this, and that was before before anything was ever translated or dubbed or anything. He was just like, you know, it was one of those things where he's like, "Oh, Optimus Prime is a ripoff of Gundam. I'm going to show you some Gundam," and 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 I watched the thing with him like raw in in, in Japanese, and 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 it was like one of those things where it was like the first time I'd ever seen any Gundam and I, I sort of didn't exactly commit it to memory and I of course I didn't really understand what I was watching and then it wasn't until later when you know they had dubs and subtitles and things were you know a little more you know for me translated enough that I could follow the story plot and everything that I, I really got into Gundam but I mean it just the intro in and of itself I do definitely have a lot of nostalgia for what 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 are your thoughts on this uh, intro, Justin? This makes me nostalgic for like the summer of two thousand and two, probably because <laughs> I had a buddy and he would buy a lot of like bootleg DVDs and stuff off the internet. And I remember like he, you know, during that summer, like we didn't really have anything to do, so we just kind of like were couch potatoes and watched anime and played video games. And he had bought this so like when i see this opening like it makes me think of like that summer um i think the song is catchy like the animation again is like really great and smooth i like the whole like last half of the ending uh the ending of this opening like when it's like the attack on gato and then like they clash uh beam sabers like that whole sequence is really great let me let me ask because i think i think this is the first time this comes up in a gundam intro but do you guys prefer there to like not to be sound effects in an intro or like do you like when you know they fire the beam rifle and you can hear the beam rifle and the explosions? I never really thought about it. Like sometimes you know the, they'll just have the song overlaid over the animation but in some of these intros like you can actually hear they'll add in the mechanical effects in the yeah. like, beam like yeah. Yeah, for this it's true you can hear that especially towards the end. I I don't know like it, it's it's a weird it's 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 an odd sensation like like it, it it definitely sets the song apart like it wants you to know you're watching a show I think but I I don't know I'm I'm hard pressed with it I I feel like my natural inclination and instinct is to not hear like the clanking and sound effects and things uh, but I could understand why they might want to include yeah. I... I guess if I were like 
the singer. Like, I wouldn't want a bunch of, like, special effects over my song that I performed for you. But I don't know. I, like I said, I never really thought about it before. I mean, it's almost like, like to me, I, I think you get the idea in the opening. Like, you see Ko, and and as he's he's running through, you know, this background of the Earth and the stars, like, they slowly increase, you know, from 0079 all the way to 0083. Like, imagine if you could hear Ko's shoes clacking when that intro started. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels off. So, like, that that's all, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's not damning. Like, it doesn't ruin the intro for me or anything. But, like, I, I think if you applied what they did towards the very end to the entire intro, that would be odd. You know, like, it's like when, when uh, you know, what what is it? Um, I can't think of her name, but the, the uh, Anaheim Electronics... Um, Engineer Nina. or whatever, not Nina, but her her friend. Oh, um, the one that goes out with uh, what's his yeah, face yeah. glasses. I, it's, I like, it's like it's like it's like she poses with Nina in the intro, and it's like she's clearly like tweaking her jacket and everything. If you heard like a zipper during that, I mean that that would be <laughs> weird, right? Like you, you know, so it's like I I I think like like I'm saying I I I think overall my inclination is you should leave that stuff out of it what if, what if they showed a picture of like the mess hall and like the song was playing and you hear co like oh no carrots please like, I, I i i need to hear the carrot crunching you know like the the the, the slop of carrots maybe they're like, cooked i don't know i like i think the animation in 0083 is like exquisite like i love it I really hate most of the characters in double O eighty three. Like I think <laughs> especially on the Federation side. I think like I think Ko's kind of annoying. I hate Nina. I mean yes, I hate most I like absolutely yeah. hate her. Like yeah. if, if I could change one thing, like at, spoilers, but like at the end when like she's standing with Gato, like if I was Ko, like I would rewrite it to where like, he's just like, okay, and he he just shoots her in the head. And leaves like that's yeah, my like yep. ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So so just to to throw some more monkey wrenches into your your thing, like may, maybe you're supposed to. I mean, because because are are these not the the seeds of the titans? I mean, do, yeah. do not well, most you, you of know, these guys go on? You know, to you know titans? my joke. Like you know my joke is like it's okay. Most of these guys became titans, and Camille and those guys like murdered. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That, but, well, I'm just saying maybe. maybe Maybe like you're not entire. I mean, I know that's ridiculous because there a lot of these guys are the protagonists, and then supposedly you're supposed to identify and or relate to them. But I, I, I to me, I, I mean, th- this this show to me had a very retroactive 9/11 vibe to me. After I, it's like I the first time I saw this, like I said, was was long before it aired on. Cartoon Network or was translated or anything. So I had seen this before that. So I, I, to me, I had that weird vantage point of I had seen it long before I, I you know, we, we experienced 9-11. But after that, like, like every time I watch this, I mean, as much as, as you might hate the characters in it, I, I think part of that is, I, and I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but, but I, I think part of that is that notion that, the, the disgust that Gatto has as he infiltrates, like at how weak and 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 arrogant and complacent and 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 the fact that they 
they have no security. You know, like, like I find that sometimes Gato's anger and his, his contempt is warranted for all those characters. So I tend to look at it as they're still three-dimensional and well-written, but I can, I can understand uh, Gato's frustration and or just, just the fact that he doesn't like them as much as you guys don't like them. Yeah. And thus, you know, you're sitting there kind of going, oh, it's, it, it, does, it does provide an extra layer where maybe you're not necessarily supposed to be on the side of the guy who's armed with nuclear bombs that's going to blow people up. But at the same time, like, like there, there, there is that sense of, you know, he, he doesn't like these people for a reason. And when you, when you see some of the day-to-day interactions of that cast, you, you can kind of go, oh, yeah, I, I guess he's got a point. You know, like, he's right about some of this stuff. I I like the way you put that, because Gato is definitely, like, my favorite character on this show. And, like, like maybe, like, I sympathize with him almost, even though, like you said, he's the one who's trying to, like, nuke people or whatever. But, like, because maybe the other characters are kind of unlikable, maybe I'm like, like, yeah, Gato's right. Like, yeah, nuke him. (laughs) Like, Like, whatever. But, and also, like, Gato has like excellent taste in mobile suits. Like all three of the mobile suits he uses in this show, like it, his custom blue Galgoog, like the the GP02, like Philosales, and uh, the Nuazio, like the giant mobile armor he uses at the end. Like they all ended up on my like favorite like Gundam like mobile suits list. So like maybe that's why I like you know I I think Gato is like the the greatest in this show, but. Gato is to you as Magneto is to me. Yeah, it's like you know, like Gato. Like if 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 I was in that situation, I'd probably be like, yeah, Gato's got a point. Like maybe I'll join the Zeon Remnants <laughs> or whatever. Like, except, well, except he, he he has terrible taste in women, though apparently. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, in the universe with Quest Pariah, I mean, your options are slim, right? I, I also love, like, there's a couple, like, manga, like, that, like, you know, like, written well after this, where they try to, you know, add Gato into, like, events and stuff during the one-year war, and I remember there's a manga where, like, Char and Gato, like, have a discussion, and it's kind of, like, on both sides, where, like, Char's, like, you know, like, I can sense that you're an honorable and strong, like, Xeon commander, and, like, Gato's like, no, you demand, like, like, kind of, like, like, no, like, <laughs> Like, and Shara's like, no, Gato, you the man. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't mind. They don't mind saluting each other. It's yeah. like we're not the enemy. <laughs> we're we're friends. But yeah, like like I said, I I love the mecha design in the show, and I love the animation, and I love this theme song. I just hate like I hate Ko, and I hate all his stupid friends. So like, yeah. But and, and, and anything else about this intro or? I mean, I, I I enjoyed the music. I I agree with what you said about the the intro being stellar and outstanding, and and I I can understand the dislike of of some of the characters. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So I will post the next intro. So. Yeah, this is the intro to Victory Gundam from 1993. Uh, the song is Stand Up to the Victory, uh, sung by uh, Tomohisa Kawazoe. 
And um, Victory is actually the only, like, main Gundam series I have not watched. And I feel like it's, like, the opposite problem, like, with Zeta, like, Double Zeta Gundam, where I had to psych myself up, like, for Ewok bullshit. But, like, Victory is so infamous for being, like, a kind of depressing and, like, series where, like, they burn through the cast, where, I, I, like, I, get, I feel like I have to be in the right mood to, like, watch it. And, like, I, 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 I'm kind of scared to start watching it, because I'm kind of like, oh, man, like... Like, Derek, you kind of said, like, oh, characters yeah. start to drop, like, flies, and you're... This intro is like a promotional video or a recruitment video, and it it has... The, the song is so catchy and, and exciting, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna have a Gundam, and we're gonna have fun, we're gonna fly through space, and good things are gonna happen for good people, and... None of that happens in the show. <laughs> like none of it does. Like, like it is. I, 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 I feel like, and, and this, you know, maybe it's me conflating things too, because you know, my 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 mid twenties were not the best best time of my life. But but I, that's when I watched this. Like this and and Double Zeta. Like if if I have fond memories of anything, it's of watching these on, you know, shitty Hong Kong like horrible English subs and everything. I got those, like, bootleg discs, because that was, you know, back then, I mean, other than, you know, downloading stuff with a 56K modem, which eventually I started doing with, like, Zeta Gundam, like, the that was how you were able to watch these things when you, you read them in the, the Bandai uh, Gundam, you know, what was it, Anna, Anna America magazine or whatever, and I would read these synopses of these these shows and everything. I mean, this is a good intro. The, the animation's good. I, I think it's just, it, it's, it, maybe originally this was the intent with the show, but I, it, it kind of sells a false bill of goods, I think. Like, like I, I, I think whereas, like, some of the other shows, you know, like, like how we described how certain anime tends to give you a flavor of the entire 50 episodes is going to be about, I don't think this necessarily does. I mean, at best, it gives you a flavor of, like, the, the first two or three episodes, maybe, you know? And then after that, it, it just gets more and more serious to the point where you're just, like, you know, sad. <laughs> it's like then Tamino goes off, like, his Prozac or whatever and, like, fully yeah, I mean, Tamino, I mean, this, this, like... This is, yeah, this is certainly one of the Kill 'Em All Tamino shows, like, I, I, I think, yeah. Like, one day I will psych myself up enough to watch it. Because it's, like I said, it's the only main Gundam series I have not seen, like, yet. And I know that there'll be a few intros in this list coming up that I know, like, you either of you guys have seen yet. So I'm not going to, like, and I won't spoil, like, what happens in those shows. But, like, I have a general idea of what happens in Victory Gundam. And, like, I, I think you've confirmed my suspicions, Derek, that, like, while this is a very upbeat opening, it probably doesn't, like, you know, it sells you, like, a different kind of show than it might eventually become. Yeah, and, 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 and the other thing that I think is interesting about it is, whereas, like, a lot of the other shows... I forget how many openings this has, but is this, like, the first show to have, like, like four openings or something? Because I feel like there's just... No, it, it only has two. Two? Okay. Because I, I, it just seems like there's a lot of missing elements to it. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they, they barely very briefly touch on the 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 shark clone of the show and they very briefly touch on 
maybe the the la la girlfriend he has but then they don't they don't really touch on some of the like there, there's a lot of other characters in this and i don't think they're even th- th- this intro has barely scratched the surface i think which, well, yeah, what's, which, what's, is, which is not Who's that girl you have a statue of? Like, yeah, I don't think she was in it at it, all. Yeah, like, she, she's not in it. So it's like, I, I, what's funny is it's been so long since I've seen the show. I want to say it's Katagina, but I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like, uh, I know uh, of her. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Katagina is the is the, the one. I have the little um, Katagina lose. But, like, see, and she's such a crucial part of that show. Like, I mean... I, I dare say she's not the, well, she's the quest pariah of that show, but she's, she's nowhere near as bad as quest because at least she's kind of good looking or whatever, but still like, I mean, there, there's a lot of sort of, she's a very manipulative person, I think, you know, and it's, it's just like one of those things where it's like, that's just the, the, the long and short of it, where it's like, you, you start out with like, you know, he's a kid, he's got dreams, there's, I don't know. Anyway, but but like I said, like it doesn't touch on any of that, and you don't even see her in this intro, you know. So it's like if 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 you're and and I I don't know if that's a criticism because you know some some of the stuff like I said, even the original Mobile Suit Gundam doesn't exactly cover you know all fifty episodes of the series in a few minutes, you know. But uh, that that definitely does not feature her at all. Like whether it's it's pre or post you know how she ends up you know like that they they it doesn't seem to to uh cover that at all i mean you don't have you don't have uso's little harem of kind of grease monkeys or pilots or whatever too you know like so it's like i i, I guess she, they don't show up till the second intro either or something i don't know but but yeah there's a lot of characters there that are not featured in this justin you've seen victory gundam right i have seen some of it um I think I quit somewhere in the teens. Like, they hadn't been in space very long, but it, I don't want to say it started to depress me, but I just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't in the right mood for it. But um, it is weird. Kind of like Derek said, like, it's, this is like, oh, remember the happy days before everyone started to die? Because, <laughs> like, I think the episode that made me quit was, like, you know, they meet up with, like, all those, like, I don't know, space chicks or whatever, and then, like, yeah. one of them dies, and then yeah. everyone has a sad, and I was just like, uh, I'm gonna watch something else for a while, and I just never went back to it. But yeah, like, just, it, well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier after yeah. that, you know? Like, that's, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm scared to start it, basically. The, there was stuff in the first half of the series that kind of irritated me. There's, like, um, Uso's chick from his village, like, she got on my fucking nerves because, like, <laughs> okay, like, they have to leave their home because it gets attacked, their village or whatever, and, like, even when they're in space, almost every episode, she's like, we should go back home, we should go back home, even, like, they're on a spaceship, they're, like, not even anywhere close to home, and she's like, Uso, we should go back home, I'm like, you can't go home, I got blown up, shut up! Like, <laughs> Um, but anyway, if I, I'm going to stop running about the series, but like, this is a catchy intro. Um, it's, it's a trick. It's tricksy and false. Yes, um, yes. there's some nice animation. I like when Uso has like the cherry blossom branch and the leaves are coming off of it. I think that's beautiful. 
Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, this is another great opening. But <laughs> one day, like Mike, I will muster the courage up and I will finish this series. But not any day soon. I, I feel like I like the part at the very end where it's like fighting seizure robots with a like victory Gundam, like does its little eye blinking. I was like, did that give any <laughs> Japanese kids like seizures or anything like I'm going to replace you with the cartoon where the robots turn into bling wads. <laughs> I know, that's that's what that made me think of. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the animation's gorgeous. I mean, like I, the song is even catchy, but yeah, like maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, in no, one no, day, it's, like it's a, it's a it's a good song. I yeah. mean, like I, I, I think other than inherently sort of offering a a false bill of goods i don't i don't think there's any problem with this intro yeah sweet all right so i will post the next one that is uh G Gundam's first opening from 1994, uh, Flying in the Sky, uh, sung by uh, Yoshifumi Ushima. And uh, this opening is constantly jockeying for, like, first place in my favorite Gundam openings ever with, like, a couple other openings. Like, I love this opening. Like, I mean, G Gundam in general is one of my... is always jockeying for, like, first place in my favorite Gundam series. And... I mean, it's kind of weird since it's like so unlike every other Gundam series, but I, I, you know, I just love it as an anime in general. I think the only bad part I have to say about this intro is like, for as important as Rain is to the series, she's only in like two seconds of this intro, basically. So like maybe more of her would have been nice, but man, like I think that part where like the Shining Gundam like goes to super mode and it uncheats its beam saber and the title of the show is in the beam saber like man I think that is like the slickest shit ever like I think that's awesome like I like what what do you guys like think of this intro I've only seen this maybe a handful of times to be honest um I like the song what I really like about this is and maybe it's because it's like the 90s wouldn't you say this was 96 Mike uh 94 oh 94 maybe it's because this is like in the 90s like this this opening has such such a sense of like energy like it's constantly moving like everything feels frenetic and intense and whenever there's a battle it's like i don't know like it feels like the battle sequences really hit you with their intensity and all the explosions and like when the gundams are clashing and stuff like it's a it's a really good opening it's just you know, if Tony would hear, he would probably throw, probably throw tomatoes at me. But like, you know, I'm not the biggest G Gundam fan. I don't hate it. I, you know, G Gundam is fine. But like, I just never like watch this opening very much. But it is a really good opening. I I like the opening. I kind of, I I almost feel like it has that kind of soap opera drama that like X Men has, like the way they. They they have it's like the the crying over the brother's picture and the the master and the apprentice and and, and all the kind of elements that they they throw into the opening. The the only thing Mike might throw tomatoes at me for is I think if if I was gonna pick a, a song from like I like I like Trust You Forever more than I like 
flying in the sky, oddly enough. So, like, I think I, I don't have any problem with the actual intro itself, but I, I think of the two songs, I think I prefer the second one more than than the first one. That's fair enough. And I mean, that that intro is probably more like focused on like the relationship between like Domon and Rain. At least the song is basically yeah, like I, it's it's more of a I mean, it's it, I mean, everything in this is, is subjective, but it's like it's just I, I think it's just like a taste thing. It's like one of those things where it's like when when this song comes on, I'm like, OK, cool. It's a nice little song. But I think when when Trust You Forever comes on, that's when I'm kind of like I hear the little you know, dun, 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 and I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, as opposed to, I don't, I don't know that <laughs> with this song itself, I don't know that I have any of that, like, you know, hell yeah, kind of moments I have with like some songs that like, I really, really like. That's, that's weird. Cause like, I, I like, I get that. Like, I, I feel like uh, I like trust you forever too, but I feel like this is the like hot blooded, like, okay. you know, okay. let's, let's get okay. going intro. Okay. Like, like, I think, like, you know, the show is, like, hot-blooded and over-the-top and stuff. And, like, you know, I, this is a this is a song, like, that I, like, you know, embarrassingly will sing in the shower and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, Shining Finger! I feel like if you showed this opening to someone who had no clue about Gundam, or especially G-Gundam, they would look at you and think you're, like, the you know, the weirdest person on the planet, maybe. Like, because it's, it's such a weird mix of different elements especially for gundam i mean all the like wackadoo mobile suits and stuff you're just like wait a minute what is going on there's like this guy's got a mouth on his chest and this guy's like or his body is a whole other giant gundam in itself you're just like what is going on here yeah it's it's a it's a wackadoo series yeah know? like it, well, it's it's complete like i said it's completely unlike any other gundam series which yep. is why maybe i think it stands out so much and it also it also has the uh what what am I trying to say infamousness or um yeah, uh, no dis distinction the, distinction the, of being the first <laughs> like alternate universe Gundam show mm -hmm. that, that's not in Universal Century and maybe that's why it's like so jarring like a you know you go from Universal Century to this and you're like what the fuck like you know I, you I thought you were. I thought you were about to say it's got the infamy of having tequila Gundam in it. <laughs> <laughs> that too. You, you go from super depressing victory to like fighting robots in space, happy time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I mean, it's funny. You know, this makes me think of I because you know there there are plenty of people that enjoy anime, and I I think I was talking to it uh, about it. With, I was talking about anime with some of the guys from work. And then I, I kind of fell into, have you ever seen, I forget how we fell into the topic, but I sort of had to explain what G Gundam was. And like, I, I think, I think it was like one of those things where somebody's father had seen some, some episodes of Dragon Ball and saw Mr. Popo and kind of lost their mind or at least thought it was not, not the best representation. Right. And, and so, so they, they were talking about that. And then I, you know, that led down to another path. And I said, well, you know, they, like, they, you know, I, I was like, there's kind of a history of it. And so I started showing them, you know, like, I'm like, well, have you ever seen G Gundam? And I went into, you know, I'm like, everybody in that is pretty much a caricature, you know? So I, I kind of, you know, gave them the download, but I was like the biggest caricature of course is tequila Gundam. So, but yeah, it was funny. Cause that's, that's basically what that reminds me of. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's like socially unacceptable nowadays, but I, like I think that's why I like G Gundam so much. It's like it's so 
brutally like honest about its like stereotypes like it doesn't even try to hide them or anything that like yeah i I, know, I, just, I, I i i mean i i this may or may not be unpopular but i mean as far as me to me i feel like if you i don't know to me i think i embrace the chippity crockett stereotype like like <laughs> I, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that he's not the main character and that he's not always going to be the the victor or or the most heroic character or anything like that but i i think you know that's that, that's always been uh, I, whatever you want to call it it's it's either it's either a a shortcoming of mine or it's a it, it's a uh, charm you know something charming about me that maybe i'm oblivious to some of that but it's just it, it's just one of those things where I've, I've always kind of been like, well, you know what, if you, if you really like something, you know, if, if that's, if that's all, you know, if that's all you have to hang on to, you know, like whatever it is, like to me, I'm kind of like, Oh, if there was, you know, a Gundam from Ireland, I'd be all over that. You know what I mean? Whether it was like, he looked like a fucking leprechaun and had shamrocks coming out of his ass or whatever. <laughs> like I'd still, I'd still be like, Hey, this is, you know, th this is, this represents me. So I'm going to, cherish the fact that that there's something here that it's, that that represents me or whatever it's the lucky charms gundam right right exactly you know so I don't, he I, has like a pot of gold like but yeah i mean like i i have a lot of fondness for this opening like i i, I watched g gundam like when it was on cartoon network and i like liked it so much i immediately like went out and bought all the dvds and that's when i first saw this intro and like like i i really liked it and uh, yeah, so I mean, this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, anything else to say about it? Or okay, well, I will post another one. So yeah, that was the first opening to Gundam Wing from 1995, uh, "Just Communication," sung by Two Mix. Probably the most famous Gundam opening in the United States, I would say. Like, they, I, they, I know they played the actual song in the end credits of, of like, the Toonami airing, at least. And, uh, you know, it played during the show. Like, I think that was, I, I feel like that was, like, a big deal when they first aired this on, like, Toonami. Because they, they actually played, you know, they paid for the song and they actually had it when it was, like, yeah. in the show and stuff. So... And I, I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia, nostalgic fondness for this intro. But like, Justin, I think you probably that you that surpasses like me probably. Like, what about you? Like, oh yeah, as soon as I clicked on your link, I was like, shit, yeah, <laughs> like this is my jam. I, I really like this. Like this, this really takes me back. Like that same buddy who had the Stardust memory, like like DVDs. Like I, I can remember being at his house, like when Gundam Wing was still on the air, like on his mom's, like huge fat laptop and was like you know looking up Gundam Wing stuff and I think I found like some old like wave file of this uh opening and I was just like oh okay so this is like the whole I mean this is like the uncut like you know three minute song or whatever and I was just like wow there was and it, it opened up this whole like window to like oh you mean there's like stuff that they're not showing us like in their entirety you mean there's like a you know a minute or two minute or however long like opening intro and outro and all this stuff and i like you know i went down the rabbit hole like i remember finding like endless waltz music like before that was ever on toonami and i was like when i heard like that music in 
you know, endless waltz. I was like, wow, like, this is great. Like, I've already heard this, but yeah, like, this is super nostalgic for me. And you will never convince me, like, that this song is trash or this opening is trash or even the anime is trash because, like, I just have so, so much nostalgia for it because, you know, it it's what got me into Gundam. And I don't know. I just, I mean, it just takes me back to, like, all that stuff and, like, you know, ordering like Gundam Wing model kits from Toys R Us.com before they sold out because like this shit was so hard to find. I mean, that's crazy to think about now. I mean, like Mike, you were talking the other day about like, you're like, wow, I found like more Gundams at like uh, Walgreens than Transformers. Like this shit is crazy. Like yeah. it takes you back. But yeah, like that's what, that's like, I see this opening and like, I think of all that stuff and like, th- there's some really nice animation in this too. Like I really like, the sequence where like Relina finds the teddy bear in the charter ruins and it's covered in snow and she had like this very sympathetic look on her face. I mean, I don't know. Relina is like crazy wackadoo in the series, but like <laughs> at least in this opening, you're just like, oh, okay, like she's okay. This is interesting. And I don't know the way she's illustrated or uh, animated in that shot. I mean, it's it looks beautiful. But but yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and let you other guys uh, talk some more about this. I think this is like the the Rob Liefeld of Gundam intros. Like you're supposed to in context, <laughs> like poo poo on it and act like you never thought it was super cool because you didn't know any better or something like that. But I'm kind of like fuck all that noise. Like, yeah, this this is. I mean, this is what. And and it's like I always say, I'm not gonna apologize for getting into Rob Liefeld comics. Like this is the same thing. Like, I, yeah, okay, we didn't know everything about Gundam. Yes, other alternate universe Gundams have the original series that they they had to start from and everything like that. But to to the great majority of of U.S. viewers, this was one the first Gundam they ever saw. For me, because it was on so much, I watched it on Cartoon Network and and kind of like Justin, not not so much the MP3 thing, but at this point i was actively to me this this is for me nostalgia for you know 1999 2000 you know and and i was actively running around trying to find these soundtracks and these were ones that were the cheapo ones the the bootleg ones that didn't directly come from japan so i ended up getting like i want to say like five or six cd sets that were like you know 15 bucks a pop at the time and and this was the funny thing it was like my my mud hut buddy he'd get in the car with me and i'd start playing this and he's like oh what the fuck are we listening to <laughs> and i'd be like fuck it you're in my fucking car we're gonna listen to what i want to fucking listen to you know and 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 that's the thing like when this comes on you start you know tapping your feet and getting into the beat and everything like this is this is uh you know, uh, a pretty poppy, catchy song, and, and you get into it, and it's got a good beat. And as far as the, th- th- this is th- this has more of that obscure, uh, like it, it has that element where it's trying to to show you the plot of of the fifty odd episodes, but it also has a weird aspect where it's like there's there's elements in this that you'd see in character books that would never actually be on the show and it adds that weird level of mystery to where like am i actually going to see this on the show or is this just like a goofy thing where you know heroes running around with relina with a bubblegum ice cream cone for no reason (laughs) and then you wonder like are you actually going to see that in the show and and odds are like it's a 50 50 
shot. Like, like sometimes you never see that stuff or you just see it in these character art books, you know, where the, like all the wing boys are looking all fishy with each other, but that never actually like <laughs> shows up in the actual show. Right. It's like a flavor or an element to it, but then you, you don't actually, it, it, it's not necessarily part of it. I think it's funny that like the wing Gundam gets like beat up in this intro. Cause that's like kind of like, indicative of its treatment in the actual show like like yeah i feel like heroes are always trying to blow it up or get rid of it basically and like you know it, when it's fighting the tall geese at the end it gets its arm chopped off and then it gets all like beaten up and shot by all those leos and stuff and then like i'm kind of like yeah the wing gundam kind of does get like you know shred to pieces like at various points in the show but yeah, like I, I do like this intro. I mean, I, I think maybe Gundam Wing itself hasn't aged like as a, you know, as a series like as well to me, but I still have a lot of nostalgic feels for it. I still love this song. Like the animation's beautiful. Like and yeah, like it's it's still a like it's pro- like I said, it's probably the most the, the Gundam intro that most fans in the US are like familiar with. Anything else, sir? Hero, hurry up and kill me. <laughs> Yep, totally normal behavior. Stand on a cliff and shout for your secret crush to come and kill you. Mission accepted. Mission accepted. <laughs> you know, I, I used to love when they, like, and they would do it several times, like, you know, early on in the series where they would, like, the final scene of the show would, like, have this playing in the background or whatever. And, like, it, it was in sharp contrast to, like, the Dragon Ball Z dub that would, like, air right before this where, you know, they had their, you know, music or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember this was heralded at the time. It was not really knee-deep in the 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 anime fandom or anything but i mean even i remember hearing like people were like oh wow they didn't they didn't change anything for this you know what i mean like where it was the 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 original music the original background music you know they they tried to keep the the dub as close to the original dialogue as they humanly possibly could so like that i i I think in some ways i think just because the story is derivative of the original and just because, you know, I'd say, especially midway through Gundam Wing, it gets kind of really tepid and languid. Like it gets it, the, the 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 middle of the the fifty episode run gets a little muddied and, and and lethargic. Like just because of those things, like I I think people tend to forget how, in terms of adaptation and translation and and being as pure as they could, but also translating it for an American audience, like how faithful something like this was. And I, I, I feel like this was one of those shows that was uh, the first of its kind. And the fact that you can say that this song that is Japanese by a Japanese pop artist has nostalgia in the United States because it's now some, you know, for United States people, it's been what, like, you know, 21 years or something. And for, for Japanese people, it's been 25 years. Like that's that to me, that's very telling. Like that that how groundbreaking something like this was. Whether people want to acknowledge that or or realize that the impact that this had on Gundam and anime in the states or not. Sweet. All right. Well, I will post the next one in the box. <laughs> 
the uh, intro to Gundam O8th MS Team on, from 1996. Uh, the song is Shine in the Storm, sung by uh, Chihiro uh, Yokikura, and, or Yone Kura. And uh, I, like, O8th MS Team is another of my, like, personal favorite, like, Gundam series. And, like, I, I do have a lot of nostalgia for this intro and for the series in general. I... You know, if they say, like, Mobile Suit Gundam is supposed to be, like, a World War II, like, sort of, like, parallel, like, obviously, 08th MS Team is supposed to be, like, a Vietnam, like, sort of parallel. So maybe, like, the song itself is a little, like, too, like, you know, happy and shiny for that, but... I don't know, like, I, I think it still works, like, despite that, and, like, uh, like I, I, I really like this intro personally, but what do you guys think of it? I, I think I like the aspect of the intro where it focuses on, like, old photos and things like that, but I, and, and I, I do enjoy the song. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I, I don't know that it's one of my like I, I think the combination like the the some of the parts are probably better on their own than the sum of the parts. Does that make any sense? Like yes. like 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 I, I like the photos, I like the character designs, I like looking at the art for MSA theme and art books, and I enjoy the song but I don't know that they I, I don't know that putting them all together like this necessarily makes it like my favorite intro ever and i agree i do enjoy the show so but that that yeah i guess that's that's what i have on that yeah i guess that goes for me too i mean i really love eighth ms team and i i, I like this opening and the song is fine on its own but i think when you combine them it's i don't know there, there's this feeling of disconnect i don't know i don't know how to entirely uh, articulate it but uh it what mike mentioned like there is a heavy very heavy vietnam feel to this like all the like you know there's that shot of like the mobile suit in the river and you've got like this patrol boat like zipping out in front of it and i mean even that last shot where you've got like the gundam missing an arm hunched over and it's like you see like this helmet full of bullets and like a crushed lighter i mean that's i mean it's just so much vietnam kind of imagery and uh, maybe it evokes something more to us than it would you know people in japan watching this i don't know it's kind of it's one of those weird uh, things where you kind of wonder about, like, well, what does this mean to the people who made it versus what does it mean to someone, you know, people like us in the United States? Like, probably means something slightly different. But um, it, it does, like I said, it does make it, like, look like, like, this, this like, you know, Vietnam-esque battle, like, you know, front was super fun and nostalgic, basically. Like, and, yeah, maybe that's I, the I wrong... I, I can't wait to go back, like... Like, uh, you, you know, you, you know what, it's interesting when Justin mentioned it, I, I, I don't know if this is the best way to articulate it, but I wonder if they just view it as, as cool imagery, like, mm. because it, it, it reminds me of like how people get into the whole Evangelion thing and the, the crosses and the mm. angels and the gods and the, it, 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 there, there's, there's not necessarily a, um, a reverence for the, the 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 Christian religion as much as it is just oh this this imagery and the way this this word sounds is really cool so let's incorporate it into our fictional story and I I think maybe that's 
also true of this. Because you know what that reminds me of? Like, when you guys say, it, it's funny, I don't necessarily automatically equate MS-8 team with Vietnam, though I appreciate and understand what you're saying, because it's jungle warfare, right? And it's like, that makes sense to me. Like, it, it, it's funny, because I think, aren't they technically in South America in the in the show? Like, I'm, I'm trying to yeah, remember. I, I yeah, I think it's in Africa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, or different places like that. So, so like, that's that that that's neither here nor there it's still i i get what you guys are saying you're saying okay you've got federation forces which are always has have typically been uh, an equivalent for say the allies or u.s military or something like that right so and they're in a jungle environment so that part i understand but i think what what it like when people say something like vietnam i think of movies like you know, platoon or, or, or TV shows is probably a better example, like China beach. And it's like China beach, you know, their intro and their theme song, like it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a depressing theme song, but there is, there is that under layer to it where it's, it's pretty serious, even though there, there's some positivity to it. There's some hope in it. But there's also that kind of layer of things that you used to know, like a loss of innocence or something. And I don't, I, I, I don't know maybe if this is a better way to articulate it, but, but I think the, the song here gives you no sense of the loss of innocence that the visual imagery provides in this intro. That's a good way to put it. Like, there's, I like I like Shiro Amada like as a as a protagonist like I like he's just likable I don't know if it's maybe because like Steve Cannon does such a good job like voicing him or like I I think there's an inherent likability to the character however like it's hard to accept his viewpoint in the series where you know he has kind of has the you know we don't have to kill like anyone like viewpoint and and then contrast it with like what this show is trying to like emulate like sorta like that the the battlefront it's trying to like kind of allude to so th- there is a bit of contrast to that and maybe that's why like the intro is like that but like I don't know like I, I like it but I can definitely see the like sort of what's the word disillusionment or dis dis uh uh disconnect i guess with with it it's interesting though i mean that that's a valid point though like that i think maybe me and justin had never considered like if that if that song is reflective of of shiro's personal hope or personal credo you know what i mean like like that even despite all the visual imagery in shiro's heart is this song like that's that's something I don't think I've considered and and is a valid interpretation I think. Derek, I want you to do this mashup now. I want you to take this opening and use reflections as uh, the song for it. Okay. okay. I think that yeah. I think that might <laughs> mash up better. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for yeah. our listeners, reflections is a song from China Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it might fit this uh, opening better. I don't know. Let's just. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Like, we, we should we should do it at some point. <laughs> All right. Uh, any Anything else about this intro? Or... All right. We shall move on, then. Yeah. 
this is the intro to Gundam X, the first intro, um, from 1996, uh, titled Dreams, and sung by Romantic Mode. And, uh, well, first of all, I really like this song. I think the visuals are great. I, these are, like, the updated visuals, kind of, because when the, the first version of this intro has, like, just the vanilla, like, X Gundam X, and, like, he kind of upgrades midway through the first half of the series to, like, the, the X Divider. So, like, it has the, you know, it, it kind of has that, what, what I like to call that harmonica beam rifle, like, sort of thing, instead of the shoulder cannon. So, like, like this is, like, the better, like, updated visuals of that. Um, like, Gundam X, like, I only saw maybe uh, two or three years ago for the first time, and I'd always been warded off from it. Like, Derek, do you remember that, like, what was it, the, the Beckett Gundam guide or whatever, like, from way back when, like, yeah. early 2000s? Like, I think it had, like, a lot of bad things to say about Gundam X. Like, and, like, over over the years, you'd hear things like, you know, oh, yeah, Gundam X was a failure, you know, Evangelion, like, well, yeah, cause, ass cause it, whatever. It, like, it, got, it got its episode run cut Yeah, short. and, like, I'd always hear all these bad things about Gundam X, and then, like, I was kind of like, oh, I want to eventually watch it. And I think it was you, Derek, who yeah. said, like, no, no, Gundam X is, like, good. Like, watch yeah. it. Like, yeah. And I did, and I was surprised at, like, how much I really liked it. And, like, I, Gundam X is almost the antithesis of, like, 0083 to me in that I like almost every character in Gundam X. Like, there were no friggin' annoying characters that I couldn't stand in Gundam X. So, like, I think I appreciated that a great deal. But, like, yeah, like, I, I really like this intro. I like the visuals. Like, wh what are your thoughts on it? I, I don't know necessarily about the visuals and everything, but I, I, I was I was afraid you were going to leave this off, and I fucking love this song. Like, like this, <laughs> this, might, this might be, like, my favorite... Gundam, I, and this is something I didn't mention on the uh, the the wing thing, but this might be my favorite TV size song. I guess that's it's like when you're buying all those CDs, you learn the difference between like TV size and like what Justin was saying, like the the four minute version of this this song or whatever. But it's just like I I do I do fucking love this song. Like this is to me like this is like we were talking about this is my jam where you, like you hear the first few you know, measures of the song and uh you know all of a sudden my my arms are in the air and I'm like, Yeah like this is awesome. So like I, <laughs> I, I dig the song. I, I like like I said, I, I sort of twisted your arm or at least, you know, sort of said, Hey, this is this is not a bad show and I think you'd like it. And and I do I do enjoy the the intro and everything. I mean, I I, I guess you could argue like the animation is not quite as polished or stylish as some of the other ones we've been talking about i mean it's not it's not exactly you know zeta double 83 level i guess but uh, i don't hold that against it i don't think i still i still like the show and i i, I enjoy the intro and i think especially because i because of how much i like the song i think any any shortcomings in the animation i'm forgiving of I guess I'm going to be the lone man out. Like, I'm not crazy about the opening or the, the song used. I mean, it's not it's not terrible or anything. It's just, it, I don't know, it just doesn't really do anything for me. Like, the way Derek talks about it, like, I just, I see the opening in and I don't, I don't feel any of that at all. I really like uh, this series, though. Um, I watched it a while back, too, and I really enjoyed it. Like, when I, when I first saw this, like when Mike posted the link, I was like immediately thinking, "Ah, oh, Gundam X! Like it's a shame they killed you off like so soon. Like I really would have liked to have seen the story 
play out to its like original conclusion instead of getting cut short. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just I have no like love or nostalgia for this opening. I'm sorry. No, but, but, but I, I think I, I I think that's why like we we've had private conversations about this before. But it's like I I think that's why it's always been hard to wrap my head around like discussing music on a podcast because yeah. I, I always feel like one it's hard to articulate and also to me it's very it's a very personal subjective thing i mean and i don't you know i i don't, I don't take any you know like i don't think anybody should take any offense it's like one of those things where it's like sometimes like things just move you in the right way and and sometimes things don't and it's not i mean i don't know there's no there's no well there probably is a formula to it you know when they do these pop songs and everything and they play them on the radio and stuff but i mean as far as something that moves your heart or 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 gets you going like there's probably not a precise formula for justin right and there's probably not a precise formula for mike or Derek. but but there 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 probably are certain songs here that will you know that that will be your favorites and 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 it doesn't you know i mean that's just i i just think that's the the nature of 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 music it's very ephemeral which is why i feel like i have a hard time articulating what you how you how you see it how you how you register it and and what exactly it means to you i think i i really like that shot of uh jamil what was his name jamil jam you know the uh yeah. old like yeah. guy yeah like uh, like you yeah, know I, just I standing always, there I, with I his hands just... I always refer to him as just like old crusty Amaro, but yeah, yeah. Jamil, Jamil, yeah. Like I, I really enjoyed his character in the show, and I, I, I just like I think this is like sort of with that song playing and him just standing there with his like coat wrapped around him, like it's like you kind of feel like for him, I guess, like where you know, like you, you were you were the hero of this previous war. And like you lost, like you know the people in that war, like and there's a, a tragic element to him. So I, I think that like the music really works to that. I also love the Frost Brothers. Like I, I feel like people always like don't give them enough credit. Like I feel like their entire mo is like in every episode is like, how can we be assholes today? Like basically, <laughs> like like I, I enjoyed them a great deal, like in that show. And like I'll always joke about like the last scene of the show where uh Garrett and Tifa are like, you know, off on their adventure, like walking the earth or whatever. And you see like that the Frost brothers had, had survived the final battle and they're just kind of watching like Garrett and Tifa from a distance. And I always kind of imagine they're like, you know, they look at each other and like, so we're like murdering them, right? Yeah, we're murdering them. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, like it, it's funny because like, I, I don't know, like I always thought like, you know, they were like a, a, a pair of good characters and they don't get enough credit and like, I, I do love their Gundams. Like, I think their Gundams look super sweet in this intro. Like, in like all all the the mecha looks cool in this intro. I, I think I think one of the reasons why I I, I pushed you to watch this was because I I knew you would like the Frost Brothers. Like, I was like these guys. Like, you you would totally like those guys. <laughs> like like the like everything about them like makes me like either laugh or just like you know like I like their whole deal. 
is that they're basically new types and they can communicate like telepathically with each other or, or they're they're not new types they're like like genetically altered mutants or something and they can telepathically communicate with each other but since they're not like new types like they were like discarded so it's like you have superpowers but not the right superpowers so you guys are lame like so <laughs> i always and that like they get so like butthurt over that that they yeah. decide to like dick over everyone they meet so like i, I just thought their mo was like hilariously like eve like petty and evil and that's why i like i, I thought they were cool but yeah I, I i do love this song like I, I will side with Derek on this one i think it it, it touches something in me too like and like I, I had heard it before i watched the series too like i think a friend of mine made me a like mixed cd of a bunch of anime songs and i didn't actually know it was a gundam intro until i saw like you know the the intro like on youtube or, or you know watch the series and i'm like oh that's where this song is from like oh that's awesome like so yeah i think i think at this point i was getting gundam episodes fan sub via dial up and all that kind of nonsense <laughs> like that that hellacious uh age of the interwebs but yeah that's that's how i first stumbled into it and you know i i enjoyed watching the series and everything and then um you know, it's funny because I think I, I bought the, the DVDs and now they're finally releasing Blu-rays of them. So I, I guess maybe I should go back to write stuff and say, hey, trade this, this DVD in for a Blu-ray or something. Yeah, like like Boove is always like rewatching Gundam, and I'm whenever he's talking about like he was watch, rewatching Gundam X, and I'm like, man, like I want to rewatch Gundam X. Like like whenever like someone mentions it. So, but anyway. So this is the first intro to Turn A Gundam from 1999, uh, entitled Turn A Turn, sung by uh, Hideki Saijo. Let me ask you guys this straight off. Do you guys get like a Bond like movie like theme song vibe from this intro? Like, I don't know why, but I get that. Like, especially the part where Laurent is, like, floating downward and there's that endless line of, like, the, you know, the princess and, like, her double, like... I, I could see that, yeah. I never thought about it before, though, but I could see how you... Like, I, yeah, I've always gotten that vibe from this intro, and I don't, like, it, like uh, for the most part, most of it isn't, but just the way, I don't know, the, 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 the tone of it and that, those, some of those visuals, like, I feel like it's almost like a, it feels like a Bond theme song. I thought you were going to ask us if we minded that some dude said, turn a gun down before <laughs> the, the music started. Yeah, no, I, I, I had never thought of the Bond connection, but, but I like Justin. I can see, I can see that now that you say it. I, I do. I, I remember there's like there's some funny video on YouTube where two guys are discussing like they went to like the Gundam Cafe in Japan. And they're kind of like, oh, you know, oh, you always know when, like, you know, the turn A theme is going to come on because you hear, like, you know, in the background, like, vaguely, like, turn A Gundam. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, like, much like Gundam X, I kind of watched turn A only, like, a few years ago. And, like, you know, it's, I think, Derek, again, you you were the one who, like, put me in the right frame of mind for it, where you were kind of like, look. Turn A is Beast Wars, okay? Like, you're going to see a lot of weird shit, and you're going to have to, like, you know, accept it and, like, you know, go along with it. But eventually, you will accept it, and, like, you know, you'll all that weird shit will just be, like, you know, normal to you. So, like... (laughs) 
I, I never finished watching Turn A. I got to like episode five or six and kind of quit. But like, is there a Decepticons Forever moment in this where I'll be like, yeah, it's kinda. Okay. Yeah. There's definitely like in like you know vibes of like the agenda like sorta where you're kind of like okay. oh like I see like how this I mean, ties in like so. I mean technically like I mean technically there's a character that I would consider parallel to Ravage but it, it, it you you have to really be in the know to recognize that but okay. yeah sorry to derail our. No, oh, no, 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 that's okay. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, what do you like? What do you guys think of like the, the visual? Again, this is this is almost like G Gundam, where like the it's the visuals, the design of characters and mecha are so like way, way off, like from what we're used to. That like it's kind of jarring at first, and like like did did that ever like dis- like I know it probably dissuaded me a little from watching it up until I made up my mind I was going to watch it but like well, well, what about like Derek I'm sure you have like a perspective on this like for for me it it well one it made me more curious to watch it because the designs were so different and then because I'm pretty sure it was that Anna America Gundam magazine kept talking about how Sid Mead was the one who did the designs. I was thinking, and to me, it was very much like, oh, Blade Runner. Like, I I need to watch the Blade Runner Gundam because I bet you this is going to be cool. But then I feel like, like, I I was probably semi-lied to because they they say Sid Mead designed the white mustache Gundam, but then later I feel like they said, well, most of the designs that Sid Mead turned in became... I I don't remember what you know. You'll have to forgive me because I don't remember the names of all the suits. But you know those those kind of um, uh, round, roly poly looking suits that um, oh, I the think capools. The, the yeah, I think, yeah. I, think. I, I feel like they said the capool was was really what some of Sid Mead's initial sketches were like. And so, and then I think they said, you know, some of the, the Japanese character designers went off that and turned it into what eventually became, you know, the turn A or the white mustache, the white doll, whatever, the, you know, whatever they call them. You know, I, I always call it white mustache because I had all these stupid Hong Kong English subs where they just kind of called it mustache all the time and stupid shit like that. But um, <laughs> for me, like that, that. The, the 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 variance between the standard and traditional made me yearn or made me uh, thirsty or curious to 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 see it in actuality because because you know they they had talked about that stuff and I went oh that's weird I want to see a, a a Hollywood you know famous designer take on on some long running franchise and see where he you know, where that end, you know, where the original franchise ends and this new design begins and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I, I don't know that it took, for me, it wasn't so much a turnoff as it was, it, it made my, it, it insatiated my curiosity, I guess, you know. And and then on, on top of that, I think the majority of the music in this is outstanding because it's all, like, Yoko Kano stuff, you know. It's like, it's like yeah, the, really... Yeah, the score is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, show, just, yeah. it's just incredible, you know. It's like... You know that that kind of stuff where you you saw that in the Escaflone movie and Cowboy Bebop, like all that kind of stuff, and then that that was the kind of stuff where I think I frequently listened to the the CDs for for 
return A, like when I when I found those, you know, cheapy fifteen dollar, you know, bootleg import CDs or whatever. Like I remember the first two discs to this. I think there were like three and then a little special one with like stuff, but I, I remember those first two. I probably burned a hole in because I was like I, I really like listening to those. Justin, well, like I, I know you haven't seen the whole series, but what do you think of the turn A's like design? Is it, does it is it jarring to you? Did you like eventually accept like it, like seeing it other places? Like the first time I ever saw it, I thought it was jarring, but I like it. I think it's an interesting design. When I was playing Dynasty Warriors Gundam Three, like that was one of my go-to suits. I really liked playing as the turn A. Like I think you know, I think it's a fine design. The song is interesting. In this, like, like I said, I didn't finish this series, so like I have no nostalgia for it. I, I don't, I don't know that the opening sequence works for me. Like the characters, it's not that the characters are designed bad or anything. I feel like their clothing is really weird. Like I don't know if that makes sense, but like everything feels like really big and poofy and round, and it just has I don't know. It it just seems really off to me. Yeah, it's like it's like the future, but everyone wears like I don't know, like nineteenth century clothes almost. Yeah, like well, sometimes. It, yeah, it's it's that it's that thing that it's that that event horizon that's hard to cross. It's like the culture has existed for so long, they've blown themselves back into oblivion with war, and now they're just now getting to a industrial revolution, like the second industrial revolution on Earth in some kind of recycle whereas the moon race you know they're they're still running around in gundams and spaceships and all this other shit and and they have their own weird fashion sense as well right because they, they they've they've progressed whereas they never got you know i don't know shit can back into the stone age so they they have all kinds of interesting garb as well so i mean i yeah. I, I get i mean i can see that even like well like we talk about the Gundam like even like the protagonist like Loran he's he's kind of like unlike any protagonist like you know that had been in Gundam to this point like you know he's like dark skinned like you know white hair you know he, they they put him in drag a couple times like yeah you know, yeah honestly, I, like, I I've always I always felt like he's the spiritual son to like Amuro and Lala you know like that that if Amuro and Lala managed to make it out alive and have a kid that was gifted like it would be lauren Seahack. like that's that that's always that that was always how i i don't know envisioned it or or that's something that kept me watching it was because i always i always viewed him as like a spiritual you know son or grandson to to amaro and lala i think the thing that sold me on Loran was I think it's only like five or six episodes in and he had only used the Gundam for sort of like mundane stuff up until this point. But I, I, I like I haven't seen the series in years, but like there's a point where he like uses the Gundam to like stop like, you know, some other mobile suits and he like gets out of it. And he kind of like he has this like big dramatic declaration where he's like, I'm going to use like this to like fight injustice and like, you know, anyone who like tries to hurt someone in my eyes will be stopped by me basically. Like, so like, and like, like there's like this epic music playing and he puts his like hands up and like, you know, I was kind of like, okay, Lauren, like you're pretty cool. Like, like that's badass. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to move on. Cause we're not going to go very far. So like, hang on, <laughs> let me, let me post the next one. Say kitty cat and 
so yeah, that's the second opening to turn a Gundam, also from from the year two thousand, uh, Century Color by Ray Guns. And this is another song like Gundam X's intro that I knew the song before I actually knew what it went to. And it, like it was on like a anime like CD mix that my friend gave me and I really liked the song and I was like, "Oh man, this is a kick-ass song." And then when I finally saw the intro, I was kind of like, "Oh man, like this is a like really beautiful like intro. Like the visuals are like very, you know, I don't know what the word is, like evocative and it's, it's just beautiful all all around, I think." And you know, I, I think it's a good uh, intro. Like, it's probably in my top like ten favorite Gundam intros. And like, like I, I wanted to, like I, I wanted to include the first intro just because, like, you know, I think we, you know, we were gonna make fun of like, you know, turn a Gundam or whatever. But I just like Century, you know, Century Color is just a beautiful like song, and I think it's a, you know, a beautiful intro. And I think it's one of those like infamous Gundam intros. But like, I don't know, Derek, what do you? Do you feel the same, or? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I'm, I'm probably not remembering it correctly, and I'm not able to look it up real quick. But I, I feel like this band probably did music for Great Teacher Onizuka, or if they didn't, I feel like Century Color is evocative of that, that feel, like that kind of millennium era you know post 2000 kind of anime pop punk i don't know like like again i i feel it, it, it's difficult for me to articulate it with some meaning but but i feel like it's it's like it's like poppy punk music or something like that and 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 then you know when it gets into the the main meat of it 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 kind of feels like the, the rhythm of the music gives an opportunity to set the stage of the story, I guess, you know, and, and kind of, you know, go through the different visuals and, and characters and the, I guess, the, the very basis of the, the show, which is, you know, all these kind of buried historical artifacts coming up to the forefront, I guess. So I guess in some ways, like 2000 would not necessarily be the year of the punk, but like, Somehow, the fact that it has those undertones to it in a modern context maybe makes it applicable. I guess I don't know. I know, Justin. What do, I know, you haven't seen this like area of Turn A Gundam, but what do you have any like feelings on this intro at least? I like the song. I think the song's great. I don't really have much to say about the sequence itself. Like I don't, you know, it, it doesn't. What what you guys are saying, like especially you, Mike. Like I don't feel any of that, but that's probably because. No you don't have context. For yeah, I don't it. have. Yeah. I don't have any context. I don't have really any connection to it. But I've seen this opening a couple of times, and I do like the song. Yeah, like I, I like that bit at the beginning where all the like you know the fragments of other Gundam shows are like spilling from that tree, kinda, and like you know, and then you know when the gun when the turn A does like the moonlight butterfly and stuff. Like I think that there's a lot of great visuals in this like intro. I agree. Sweet. Okay, so let let us let us move on. Okay, 
so this is the third opening to Gundam Seed from 2003. The song is Believe, sung by Nami uh, Tamaki. And okay, like this this reaches the point where Gundam series start having like four openings per series. So at this point, I had to pick like I, I had to decide which was like my favorite one, or you know either which was the most significant one or which was my favorite one. And basically, with Seed, I went with my favorite one. And like this is the third opening, and I think it's like okay, like Seed itself isn't too bad. The first half is kind of maybe a little slow and boring, and I think this, like, the third opening is evocative of when the show starts to really, like, pick up pace and, like, maybe find its identity beyond being, like, just a, you know, sort of retelling of the original Gundam. And, you know, that's, like, I think that's after Kira gets, like, the Freedom Gundam, basically. That's, like, this intro. And, like, I think this intro is generally a good summation of the show itself like i think all the main characters and the main relationships and the main everything are like on full display like in this intro and like you know i like the song you know the visuals seeds visual like for the openings like aren't the best like they tend to use a lot of like still frames and just like sort of slide them across the screen and stuff but you know this this opening does have like some good animated sequences and like that's probably why it's like my my favorite one but i mean I, i'm sure like you know I, I skipped the first two intros i'm sure like you know maybe you expected me to use the first seed intro and i know that one has fans but i mean what do, what do you guys like think I think like this is definitely a, a, an alternative take on on those first two intros, but I I also think it's similar in the sense that like these it's it's hard to explain without saying you know how people would say like that's so nineties I feel like saying this this anime intro like that's so aughts. Like like early aughts or whatever like like and I, I I don't know that that means anything to anybody but that's that's what I feel like when I see it like that that it 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 like you said it does a good job of of establishing all the characters but they're all like having little like like personal drama moments or whatever off in the corner or whatever throughout the whole intro and like you said it's all you know still frames of people being you know moody or reserved or hesitant or whatever and so it 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 has that aspect to it and then i also feel like it's so early aughts because it has that little stinger at the end where i feel like it it reminds me of like some of the i i I don't again know how to quantify it exactly but it has those weird like you know how justin said oh if you hear the do-do-do-do-do in the original mobile suit gundam you know that that's 70s and I feel like if you hear that little, like, rave, you know, oons, oons, aughts, aughts, or whatever the fuck that is at the end, <laughs> like, that's so early aughts, where it reminds me of, like, the music they used in that MTV Spider-Man intro, where it's all kind of ravey and stuff, where it's like, that was the big rage in music to have, like, you know, pop singers get up with their loudspeakers and and do the little you know whatever it is the reverb kind of song thing or whatever and i i I don't know like that's that's kind of how i take it i guess i get what you're saying because i feel like a lot of these seed and seed destiny openings like they're they remind me of like dance dance revolution music like that (laughs) a lot of those have that kind of similar like 
that rave kind of beat to it and i feel yeah. like one of those openings or or, or like or like it's like it's like the anime version of is that katie holmes movie go like is that what the movie was called like i feel like like that's what this is you know like so i i think the song is fine but i'm gonna disagree with mike like i i prefer the first seat opening i think that um, to me i think that's a better song than opening sequence plus that one has giant flopping anime titties in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, well, uh, in, in, invoke. I think that first yeah, song. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah but... Invoke is probably the the more iconic, I guess, for lack of a better term, seed song or opening or whatever. That that's kind of why. I mean, that that was my my polite way was saying that that it was your pick was alternative. You know, it's like it's not. It's a fine song. It's a good song, but it's 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 not. It's not ever going to be the first song people think of when they think of Gundam Seed, I think. I, I do like that last shot of uh, uh, Birdie flying through the ruins there. Like, I, I don't know. I just, there's just something I find especially beautiful about this huge ruined uh, hunk of metal that where, where people died. And you've got, like, um, this, you know, kind of basically a child's toy, like, flying out through space to it. I don't know. I just, there's just something that's striking about that that I like. See, I like I fully admit, like I, I just picked this one because I think like it, it was my favorite out of the four openings, and maybe not necessarily like you know the best representation from Seed like total. I just think, like I said, it earmarks where the series gets like you know good basically, and and, and Seed itself is not like the best Gundam series, but and like I think I even disagree with like the main characters, like you know characterization and morals like at this point in the series but at least like i feel like he he finds his own identity and he's not like just like a you know sort of amaro clone at like at after that point so yeah like, hey i'm kiri i'm <laughs> what are you making the um, fun of me for i'm so high right now i don't even have to i don't even have to aim this gundam just Did aims you... for me did you ever did you ever watch like the I don't know what you call it the the George Lucas special edition version of this or oh the HD oh, remaster yeah yeah, yeah this, this this was the remastered version of oh, okay. the opening yeah See, and that that just can, goes to show how I can't tell the difference between things you, I mean it's been can, a long time since you I you can tell it's the remastered version because when they have that clash between La Cruce and uh, Mula Flaga like okay. Mula Flaga is flying like the super strike where it's got all three like uh, mission packs attached to it at the same time. Okay. So yeah, that's like how you know that's it's the remastered version. But yeah, d anything else about this intro or? Okay. Well, speaking of intros that tell you when the show is good, here's the next one. Oh, I think I know where this is going. So that is the first intro to Gundam Seed Destiny from 2004, uh, titled Ignited and sung by TM Revolution. Uh, so, yeah, this is 
we've talked about Destiny quite a bit on this show and how much it uh, takes a nosedive, probably. I think... Uh, we... my, my, Derek, my, my, my cutoff is episode 12, and I think, what, Mike's is, like, 20-something? Uh, I've come to, I've come to like, your... Like, I think I've, I've decided... <laughs> oh, I think Derek was right. Like, help, like... Like over the years, like re- I rewatched, this, I watched the remaster. This, like this is this is sad. I mean, I mean, this is to me. This had a lot of promise. I was like, if if Gundam Seed is a retelling of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, then Gundam Seed Destiny should be a retelling of Zeta Gundam, which is arguably one of the best long form Gundam series. You know, comparative in. In famous trilogies, you know, it's the Empire Strikes Back of the Gundam franchise. Like, it's this if if this is a remake of Empire Strikes Back, you, you get this notion. Well, I mean, people would lose their fucking minds if they tried to remake Star Wars, but they did anyway. But whatever. But but the point is, if this is the Empire Strikes Back, right? Like like you you it comes with all these preconceived notions and high expectations and everything, and and you know this. This show just, for for various reasons and a multitude of reasons, could not deliver. And I, I think the song and the intro, I mean, as much as, as this is probably the best version of the, you know, what you're saying. Like, like when the show was at its best, which is probably like the first, you know, dozen or so episodes, like this is the best representation of that. But, I mean... All I can think of is the crushing, heartbreaking disappointment that the show gave me, and 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 then and then and then on top of that, uh, then then and then and then that's compounded by then all all I can think of after that is your 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 funny ass video about um, uh, poor Stella on this show, but like you you do your you know can you hear me yell uh, you know with the Simpsons thing, and so that's that that's basically those are my two takeaways from this intro. So. Yeah, like I, I I do like this intro. Like I think it 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 flows really well. Like I mean, it's still got that same seed problem of just having you know still frames of people looking moody and stuff. And that's supposed to. I I think I do like that still frame that like leads off the like cavalcade of still frames where it's like Atherin and Kara back to back, and then Shin's in the background like glaring murderously at both of them, like basically, <laughs> like, and like that's a good representation of why people liked Shin in the beginning, because Kara and Atherin were so like pious and idealistic and like, you know, you, you, we got to protect everyone and you know, we can't be fighting. And then Shin is the like representation of the bad side of that kind of mindset where there are still victims, even if you want to protect people and like those victims don't, will not, you know, cotton to your viewpoint and stuff and like there's always collateral damage basically and like you can't force your beliefs on those people who like ended up as that collateral damage and that's why Shin was such a fascinating character like first off because you know I love that scene in the first like five episodes where like Kagali is like you know we can't we can't act like this like we gotta be like all cool and good and whatever and Shin like just fucking tells her off and like you know gives her the what train face and then walks off and like you know i I was like yeah like man like man she needed to hear that like fucking a shit like awesome like but i'm derek i'm so glad you had me read that punisher comic (laughs) 
I can just perfectly visualize that panel from the comic now. Whenever you guys make that joke, uh, so you did good, Mike. Uh, this is also my favorite Sea uh, Destiny opening. Um, I really like the song too. I think, I think a lot of these Seed and Sea Destiny opening sequences are too samey. It's a lot of like cool shots of the Gundams flying around and doing stuff. And like you said, it's like a lot of shots of like our main protagonist looking moody or like they're semi-naked and transparent. It's supposed to like titillate you with like romantic aspirations for some of these characters or something. But yeah, like, you know, I, okay. So I remember when I, when we first started doing this show, panels, I hadn't watched anything Gundam in a long time. And you guys, both of you, got me back into watching. And so I watched Seed, and I was like, Seed was pretty good. And you guys warned me away from Seed Destiny. And I was like, uh, you know what? I can do this. And I started watching it. And I was like, they're crazy. Like, this is good. Like, this is some good stuff. Like, Shin is cool. I like this. And then, you know, I think I'm going to go with Derek, you know, like around episode 13 or 14 or something. That, like, that's when it starts to nosedive. And then it's like, the nosedive increases. It's like your Captain Kirk falling off El Capitan <laughs> in Star Trek Five, and it's like there's no Spock to save you. You just hit bottom, and it's just like <laughs> with every with, with every episode of Sea Destiny, you're continually in free fall, and it's just like you're like, how is this going so badly? Like, what is wrong with these characters? Who is writing this shit? What is going on? And then finally at the end, the, the series ends and you hit the ground and you're glad it's over because you're fucking dead. <laughs> That's well, how I feel about well, Sea Destiny. Me, before, yeah, let, before we get too deep in that, like I, I think the next entry kind of continues this track. But let me just say, like, my favorite shot in this intro is at the very end where, like, the Minerva, like, swings around the wreckage of the colony and, like, the four, like, main characters, like, mobile suits all pull up alongside it. Like, I think that's super awesome. It might also highlight a problem that Seed Destiny, like, eventually gets in that, like, it, it's kind of got that, like, Star Wars prequel, like, who the fuck is the main character supposed to be, like, thing. Yeah. And, like, yeah. early on, it's clear that it's supposed to be Shen... And, uh, and Atherin is supposed to be, like, the quattro, like, mentor role. Mm -hmm. But, like, as we'll see, and I will post the next intro. Okay, so this is the fourth Destiny opening from 2005, uh, titled Wings of Words, uh, sung by Chemistry. Uh, what the fuck? Like, you. <laughs> this, this is, this is like, this is the worst, this, I can say this is the worst Gundam intro, at least for me. Like, like, not only is it, the song doesn't fit the tone of the show at all. Like, this, this is your fourth intro. You want, like, the tension for the final battle as shitty as Destiny's final battle is to be, like, at an all-time high and you put a, like, mellow, jazzy, like, I don't know what kind of, what I'd describe this as. But this, but... Is, this is, this is, this is Kira Yamato's whole philosophy and mindset. He's just smoked the biggest bong ever. <laughs> and, like, this is the intro. This is what he thinks the world is, but it's not. It's just, like, 
you just like the, the funny part is the sad part is the song by chemistry is pretty good it's a great little mellow thing if you want to just chill but of course what you're saying is absolutely true it's like this is like you smoke a huge fucking ball and just fucking <laughs> song the fuck out to reality and the problem is the reality of the show is you know way uh more uh, uh serious and 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 um you know just there's a lot a lot of things to deal with and and not you can't just zone out but that's that the entire mantra of that song is zoning out like to to what's what's actually happening it's like he's so he's so blind you know like and 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 the 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 vibe of that song it's like it's like you're you you've actively like you're unconscious to what's what's actual reality almost and that's what's and then and then of course throw in the fact that what you said before is you know by all rights if if you if you're going to avoid the star wars prequel problem Shin should, in fact, be your protagonist, your lead character. If you're following, and you know, Japan doesn't always do this, but but if you're following the the Hollywood story structure, you have one protagonist, you know, and Shin is presumably that protagonist. But clearly, in this intro, you can clearly see Shin's now been relegated to third billing, which. I mean, it's not even, he's not even second banana to Kira. He's like third banana. Like, and it's, that's infuriating. Like that, it's funny, the song's so mellow, but it pisses you the fuck off the intro so much. <laughs> it's like the, the, the juxtaposition of that is just, is just unreal. You want to know how terrible this intro is? Like, and, and like, I agree with you. I, the song is actually not too bad. It's just completely not fitting. But this, they replaced this intro for the remastered edition of Seed Destiny. Like, they, they used, um, I think it, it's the song Vestige, like, which is the, uh, an image song, like, from, like, the latter half of Seed Destiny as, a, like, a whole new intro when they, they did the remastered version. So they knew this was ass. Like, they yeah. knew. Well, I mean, if, if if the show was just, like, the aftermath of the war and everybody just goes to, like, a beach island, like, in Build Fighters or something, and they all chill with their little bikinis and shit, like, then, and they play volleyball and, you know, splash the water and it's all shiny and glistening and shit, then this would be fine. But that's this, that's not what this is. This song got slipped into the trash can along with the Yub Nub. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what were we thinking get that shit out of there <laughs> oh there, there are two well, things i like in this opening i like there's some really cool shots of destiny gundam i know mike will back me up because we both really like the destiny gundam in spite of like how crappy the series is and i really like that shot of like kagali in her underwear with like that uniform draping there. <laughs> I think that's really nice other oh. than that pu <laughs> Be you. Well, like you know, there's 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 plenty of um, like salacious rumors and like about the the behind the scenes about the show. Like they they ran out of money by this point, which is why the second the last quarter of Sea Destiny has so much stock footage and is generally terrible. But also, like you know, the head writer, the the, the director was married to the head writer and uh, she, I think she passed away a couple years ago. God rest her soul. That said, um, she sucks. <laughs> like, um, I, I feel like, I feel like, like this was like, if, if the director was John Lennon, 
the the head writer was was Yoko Ono. Yes, for absolutely. Like and that's like, that's the, the kind of scenario. What, you're what the with story here. is is that both Shin and Kagali's voice like actors like kind of were like calling her out on shitty writing and like you know they they're like my character wouldn't act like this and that's why Kagali like loses brain cells like steadily over the course of this show and Shin also becomes like a total butthead by the end because the head writer was just like well we're gonna write it this way and like I think they covered it up with a like oh fans wanted care like a sort of you know what the rumor is about Toriyama and Goku or whatever it's like fans wanted Kara back as the main character but like the fact that in another funny bit of it is in video games, they rewrite the hell out of destiny's ending and they, they make, make sure Shin has a good point and like, doesn't become a butthead or whatever. And they like, you know, there's in the, the, the dynasty warriors too, I think like there's like, uh, when you play Shin's like final level, he gets to like fucking dunk on like Kira and Atherin and like Lacus and say how, how, how much bullshit like their, their like philosophy is and why it doesn't make any sense. And like, you know, like it, I think that's awesome, but like, unfortunately the actual show didn't like have that grace. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I do love, like, the Destiny Gundam is one of my favorite Gundam designs. And, like, I do like that, like, you know, I, I like I said, I like that personification of, like, a character in their Gundam where Shin kind of, like, it fades Shin into the Destiny as it spreads its wings. Like, and it, it's too bad it's not in a better intro, but, like, I, I do like that visual. There's even reused animation in this. Like, I, I'm not sure if that's Lacus or Mir, but they even reused some shots of her, like, towards the end of this opening. Yeah, there's there's reused animation from the very first intro, like in this intro, which is like you you would think would be a like no no or a you know, yeah. but yep, yeah. So like I I I had to include this just for the <laughs> contrast, basically, like with the first intro and like how badly Destiny let us all down. Even though I think it was like super commercially successful in Japan, at that, least that but. always that always shocks me. Like like because I I know. The Japanese, especially Seed, you know, maybe not so much Seed Destiny, but but kind of what you were, you know, alluding to with the whole, you know, oh, the fans want Goku to come back, you know, type thing, and, and the same notion, and and like the, the the fact that they remastered Seed, you know, is 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 clear evidence of that, right? That 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 it was popular enough to do do another pass on on that franchise and everything, but that always, I mean. Like Justin said, I'm I'm fine with Seed. Seed's Seed's got its moments, and it's 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 a good Gundam show. But I don't find myself holding it in any higher esteem than I would any quote unquote average Gundam show. I mean, it's fine. It's but I I don't know that it's worthy of all this revisitation and 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 stuff other than you know if i guess maybe bandai thought it sold you know models out the wazoo or something and and that if that's the case then i i get it but i i as far as story and and characters go i mean it's okay it's fine until it gets into destiny when it's not but otherwise like i don't you know i i I don't i don't see the the zeal the fetish for it or whatever like i don't i don't get why it's so beloved i guess because of Mayor's boobs. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, let's move on to bigger and better things. Uh, let me post the next one.
Okay, so this is the second opening to Gundam 00 from 2007. Uh, the song is Ash Like Snow, sung by the Brilliant Green. And before you ask, yes, I skipped Daybreak's Bell, which is the first Gundam 00 opening. I've got nothing against it. I like that song. I just think this is a much better opening than that. And uh, if Derek, if you have any protests about that, I, I can I can counter that. This opening gives Miss Sumeragi's boobs their proper due. Unlike Daybreak's Bell. I was going to say, like, that's my favorite part of the entire, <laughs> the entire opening, so I approve. But, like, I, I, I like this opening a lot better than Gundam, like, Daybreak Spell, like, the first double-O opening. Like, I also like the bit where Luis, like, trolls the shit out of Saji. Like, I think that's hilarious when she, like, knocks him over and, like, like help tries to help him up and then she runs off. Like, I think that's hilarious. I like, I like all the action scenes in it. I just generally like this intro better but like justin what about you do you have any strong feelings about that or yes and once again i would disagree with your choice <laughs> i prefer daybreak spell i mean this is a fine song but um yeah i i just prefer the first opening better i think the the first opening is a better sequence and a better song but i mean there's nothing wrong with this one there's nothing wrong with it at all it's got some really nice moments but yeah I just I just prefer the other one uh, more. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah, that's fine. Like I, I agree. Like I, I I had a list of reasons where I was like, okay, they're gonna fight me on this, but like I I'll explain. Like 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 I I like this is it's weird. It's because it's kind of like Destiny, where this intro I think is evocative of where the show like gets really good. But like the show was good from the start. Like Daybreak Spell is also a good opening, and the show was good like from the very start. But the first half of season one is like where it's like every episode is like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Like, mm. the, like from episode like 14 to 25, it's like a streak of like 10 great episodes. And you're like that, you know, I remember watching it like, you know, week to week and I'm like, Oh man, like I can't wait for the next episode of Gundam double O like after that point. Well, as soon as you said like onto uh, better and bigger things, like I knew we were going to, double o and it made me smile and but just seeing this opening made me smile from you know going from crappy see destiny to double o like instantly put a smile on my face so like anything from double o is make me smile the the only thing that that makes me sad is what what else this reminds me of is that you were not able to watch this show on cartoon network and and we had to watch those truncated filled with tons and tons of dumbass commercials on the sci-fi network type thing. Cause yeah. I remember, I remember when I finally started watching the, the dubs and everything, you know, that was, that was how that was presented to people here. And I, I feel like this was the, it, it was, it was a really good show, but it was like the last gasp of, of American Gundam for like a really long time until like right stuff, anime and, you know they started bringing back all the the blu-rays and shit like that but but yeah this was it's it's a it's a bittersweet fondness i think i think when you guys got me back into gundam i think even you might suggested i start with double o over seed so like i probably like resumed my gundam uh experience with double o 
And I have a lot of fondness for Double O as a series. I think it's great. I think me and Derek have said that Double O like had to redeem the Gundam name basically after <laughs> Destiny. So it like it had a lot riding on it, and I think it it did it succeeded. How big a part of that success is due to like uh, Sumeragi? <laughs> uh, that's uh, like I'd say. I'm sure nine, there's a night ninety percent. I'm sure there's a pie chart. There's a there's a pie chart, yeah, somewhere. Uh, I think that yes, but it, you know, I, like, it, 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 that's that's the same pie chart where it's like ninety percent of the success of, of of season one was due to Miss Sumeragi, and then and then ninety percent when season two comes on is my disappointment at like what happened to her boobs, but. You know. <laughs> you know what else this made, uh, immediately made me think of, Mike? You're a super cut of Marie, Marie, Marie Parfacy, <laughs> Marie, Marie. I do like I do like the 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 last like bit of this intro where it, it kind of keeps like it, it introduces like the throne Gundams, but it kind of keeps them in shadow because uh-huh. like and it not only to like you know hide them from like spoilers, but it's also like kind of evocative of their role in the story where when they were introduced, you were like, who the fuck are these guys? Like they, it's like it was kind of mysterious and stuff. And then it's also funny because it turns out like the throne Gundams are kind of like a massive decoy. For like the real like enemies of the season, I don't. know. It works on a bunch of levels, like to me. And I also like like I, I mentioned way back when we talked about the Zeta opening. It's like the the intro ends with the Exia getting its shield destroyed, and then it emerges from a cloud of smoke, like drawing its beam sabers. And I think that's like a sort of like loose homage to that. So I love the part in this opening where you see both sides of Alleluia, like his. His normal side and his uh, uh, more manic side, should we say? Like, I love that part. Yeah. And, like, I, I think there's, like, again, it's a good representation of the forces, like, allied against the Gundam Meisters with, like, you know, all their rivals leading a massive army of, uh, uh, like, grunts against them. Like, I think that's a good visual representation of what that show, like, you know, the message of that show, basically. Or, or you know, the general, like, plot of it. I, I get why you pick this like I, I like i see your mic logic in this i just i uh, know it's, it's, it's I, not a bad opening at all i it's knew like, I, I knew i knew i was gonna have a fight on my hands with this one so like yeah. I, I was kind of like like i when i had to cut some i was like oh you know what like daybreak spell like and and like i like that intro but i just like this one better basically and that's, that's fine and, yeah but um let's move on because we're we're not out of double o territory yet Okay, so that is the third opening of Gundam 00 from 2008. Uh, the song title is Fleeting and Eternal Sorrow, sung by Uverworld. And this is like the opening to see, like it's the third opening overall, but it's the first opening to season two of 00. And this is actually one of my favorite Gundam openings, like, of all time. Gundam 00 Season 1, it, like, it was so good, and it ended so, like, epically, and, like, you know, kind of on, you know, not a cliffhanger, but you were kind of like, oh my god, what what's gonna happen to, like, all of them now? And, like, this intro, like, I always say this intro, like, the theme of this intro is, we're back and we're here to kick your ass. <laughs> I think that's the feeling this intro gives me. It's like, we're back. Like, I knew, like... We knew you fucking missed us, and we're fucking back. That's, like, the, the theme of this intro. 
and like I love it. Like I, I think the transitions, like the visuals, are awesome. One of my absolute favorite uh, visuals in a Gundam opening is in this intro, and that's when Setsuna and Marina like reach for each other, and it turns like it transitions into the double O drawing its sword, and like I watch that part on repeat like sometimes because I think it's such. Not only does it look cool, but it's so, like, thematic of their relationship and stuff. Like, it's it's such a great friggin' transition. And, like, you know, the, the song, like, you know, as Tony would say, like, drops the beat, like, at that moment. I love that part. And, like, I, I generally love, like, most of the visuals in this opening. But, like, what do you what do you guys think of it? Yeah, there's some really great visual in this. In this. Kind of like G Gundam, I think this opening has that same kind of, like, frenetic manic energy it's kind of like you're saying like we're back and we're gonna kick your ass like it definitely has that it's full of exciting visuals even when it's just i mean this opens with like some flashback sequences and even those are even those have a sense of like urgency to them what they're uh, conveying to you but yeah this this is definitely a very good opening and a good song too yeah i like the song and i i, I think it makes me think of a, a little bit of the Elreka Seven kind of vibe. Like there's there's some kind of again I feel hard pressed to explain myself, but I, I feel like there's some kind of fancy free footwork with the song and and maybe how the the mobile suits dance. I guess in the intro, like that that it's almost like they they somehow manage to effectively choreograph the exchanges to the to the song and the yeah. the beat and everything. Like, I think that's why you, you like it so much. You know, of course, you know, I, I want you to do a cable what happened when we go from Miss Subaragi's boobs from season one to season two or whatever. She apparently had breast <laughs> reduction surgery off camera or whatever. But, you know, hey, it's it's fine. Like, this this is a good intro. Like, the animation's great. Again, like, like you said, um, this is something that you were you were looking forward to and it delivered for you. And it's like, you know, we, you and me, Derek, like we love Graham. And like, I remember watching this intro for the first time and I'm like, yeah, but where's Graham? And then they save him for the fucking end. Like, right. You know, him and like Mr. Vashito and sets in a clash, like right at the fucking end. Yeah. Like, and I'm yeah. like, yes, like, yes, good job. Like, did you let me ask you guys this like because I've seen this like I'm not embarrassed to admit I've watched this intro like dozens hundreds of times like, <laughs> did you guys see Patrick in this intro because he's only in it for a split second I don't think so okay when uh Tieria, like fires on like alias al Sanchez, like it fires that massive beam and it cuts to like someone's face like rotating quickly. It's Patrick because the beam fucking missed Ali and hit Patrick and knocked his mobile suit out. Mm. Like, and you you can only see it for like a split second, and it's like, oh, I was like, there's Patrick. Like, okay, but yeah, like I, I love like like Justin said, like even the beginning where they show like everyone's tragic pasts and whatever. It's like oh, the music works perfectly. Like, it transitions well. Like, even when I think, like, the beats go well when Alleluia does his little, like, hair flippy thing at the beginning. Like, I love every part of this intro. And like I said, that part where where it transitions from Setsuna and Marina to the double O drawing its sword, I love that bit. Like, absolutely love that bit. It's, and, yeah. it's hard for me to see Setsuna and not hear him from uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 because, like, he was also one of my go-to guys. And, like, he... 
I think whenever you did one of his moves, he would always say, like, there's no God waiting for us after we die. And he would <laughs> say it constantly because I was, like, you know, in a huge battle. I'm like, all right, so it's the, calm down, calm down. And he just kept saying it. So, like, whenever I see him now, whether it's just, like, you know, like in this opening or just, like, a screenshot, I'm like, I, I can hear his dialogue in my head to, like, to this day. <laughs> It always it always made me laugh, like in the Gundam versus games, because if you lose with Setsuna, it cuts to like the lose screen where your Gundam's like exploding, and you hear Setsuna go like, "There is no god," and blow up. <laughs> like, I I love this intro. I love this song. Like, I mean, most people will say Gundam Double O, like season two, wasn't as good as season one, but it, it's still like it's still good. It's more than passable. So, I mean, I uh, think the whole series is great, but that's maybe that's yeah, season. absolutely. The only oh. thing else oh. I have to add is Oriwa Gundam Da. <laughs> Indeed. All right, here's the next one. First opening to Gundam Age from 2011. Uh, title is uh, Towards Tomorrow, sung by a uh, Galileo Galilei. And um, Gundam Age is another series that has like four intros, and they're v- very different just by nature of what Gundam Age does, which is have three main characters in three different like time periods. So like I I I, I think. When we talked about Gundam Age, I think we all agreed that we liked Asumu and like his story arc the best. But I think ultimately I had to pick the first intro because I think it's more I don't know evocative of the series as a whole. So maybe maybe you guys will disagree with that. But like I mean I do like this intro and I I, I like the song. I think it's it's like I said it's it's evocative of the series of, as a whole. Like I think there's there's like a hopeful like lighthearted tone, but there's also like sort of sad like a sad underlying tone to the song and like uh, you know i like the visuals like most people trash gundam age like say it's like you know the animation is more cartoony and the the story isn't the like tightest or you know well done but like i i think gundam age gets an undeserved like bad rap and like i don't know what do you guys think about that i i agree with you i really like gundam age i like the um the change in the art style i like how the characters appear more rounded in their appearance like as soon as you put this up and the the music hit i was like ah because i really like gundam age and this opening there is a kind of underlying sadness to it and i don't know i think it maybe it hits more because if you've seen the whole series like you've seen what happens to some of these characters you've seen them grow up and change like especially our main character here like seeing him here like as a happy young kid like he is not at all uh happy or content when he's an old man yeah and it's that's that's part of the sadness but like this song i mean it's a different kind of cat it's not the dance dance revolution type of seed and seed destiny it's a very kind of mellow uh i think it's kind of relaxing in a way it's just like it's that sense of I'm a kid, I'm going to have an adventure out in space, everything's going to be cool. And of course, later on, we know things are not going to be cool. But this is that early, hopeful, young uh, energy to it, and I really like it. I like I like the way they synchronize the editing 
with the musical refrains, you know, because there's there's you know some some words they're usually repeated as a refrain towards the end of a measure, and then they they tend to show you different things like either different characters in the refrain, so you get to see like different expressions and and types. Or sometimes they're different mobile suits with the refrain, and so it's a it's a way to introduce you, but in a very it, it, it's interesting because it's not like a lot of the other intros. You know, you'll have what I think Mike's referred to as sometimes you have these static images, and sometimes you have a static image of a collection of characters, or there are characters that are you know, divided, so they slowly move apart from each other. But this is more like a very quick, at a quick clip, they're kind of showing you sort of the the staccato beats of a supporting cast and the staccato beats of uh, 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 different mobile suits in the show within the musical refrain, I guess. But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I like it. I, I, I think I agree. Like, I don't... I, I don't have any intense hatred for it. Like I, I you know, I, it, it, it's weird. I think, I think there's a tendency that if, if something is not, if something doesn't have the visual appearance of the real robot genre, if it doesn't look either explicitly stylish, like, you know, we've mentioned, you know, 0083 and Zeta Gundam having either that explicitly stylish anime and and something that most people consider a little more realistic you know because it has those what what i guess what people are calling a cartoony aspect that somehow that diminishes the returns on the nature of the real robot genre as if somehow it's less dramatic because a character's face is rounded or because they have like you know turquoise screen hair you know and i'm i'm, I'm kind of like that that's never really computed to me you know like that i i don't i, I don't get why yeah I, I don't i don't understand how you can make that assumption you know it's like it's like so who gives a shit what his that his hair color is you know what i mean like that that has nothing to do with the dramatic intent of the story or anything so yeah i i, I do think it kind of gets a a bad rap as far as that goes it it boggles my mind how age seemingly failed or did not live up to profit expectations but to see destiny was seen as more successful because yeah, like... and, and 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 see destiny in its own way is just as ridiculously cartoony and outlandish right yeah, like yeah. i mean you know no nobody nobody has hair like that you know <laughs> like like you know I, I could swear and when we first talked about age all those years ago that like we you you can't because i remember you talking about this where it must have been Mars or someone was kind of like, you know, he's got, how can we take him seriously? He's got turquoise hair or something. And you were like, <laughs> are you fucking insane, man? Or something <laughs> like, I, I forgot what you said, but you like, I, 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 I just had like deja vu when you were talking about that. But. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a good show. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea, you know, like what you're talking about to see the generational aspects of, of, war and how it impacts people and i i think i think the character designs were probably very purposeful it's like it's like i think gundam shows with the political intrigue and and 
elaborate nature of the stories and how there's a lot of things to keep track of. I think they were just trying to do the audience a solid. It's like, dude, when 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 you see him in the past and when you see him as an old man, there's no mistaking who that character is. I mean, that's that's why they do that stuff. That's why they do it in superhero comics where people are bright and colorful. It's so you can tell in a team people apart from one another, you know, so they don't all look like you know, if it's all Hawkeye, Steve Rogers, and and Hank Pym in bikinis, like you, you don't know, dude. You don't know who's supposed to be who. But when they have their their bright outfits on and and they're all visually distinct from one another, then then it's really easy. And the, the to me, I think that that was just a a narrative storytelling tool for the generational aspect of the story. I mean, if you really want to nail down the whys, you know, and wherefores of 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 everything. Yeah, very well put. Um, and anything else about this or age in general? Because this is this. I like I said, I only picked one from age. Just watching this first opening and us discussing it makes me want to sit down and watch it again. I guess it just I, reminds me. I, I I need to get that second Blu-ray set. I still haven't got. That I, yeah, yet. I do. I do love the mecha design of age too. Yeah, like, and, mm-hmm. and even in this intro, it's like the most simple like mecha design. Like they get more complex as it goes on. Like I love the enemy designs. Like they're all like wacky and like cool looking, and the Gundams are pretty good too. So I mean, yeah. And I, I was happy that Bill Divers like was using some age suits as like you know some of its main suits when it began. Like I really appreciated that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Wait, I forgot one thing. Say heart, though. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Of course. <laughs> So this is an intro we're all very familiar with. Uh, this yep. is from Gundam Build Fighters from 2013. Uh, the song's titled One Half, and it's sung by Backon. And, I mean, we've, we've probably discussed this intro before because we covered Gundam Build Fighters, like, episode by episode. And, uh, like, I, I really like this intro. Like, it's, it, like, and it, uh, it's weird to say, but it feels very nostalgic watching it just because we, yeah. we, we really, yeah, like, we, we really, uh, you know, we went, did a deep dive on this show. And, like, this, this is the, uh, well, I mean, you know, outside of maybe Thunderbolt, which is not really long form, I mean, this is this is one of those things that fills me with a little bit of pride because within this this podcast this is one of the only long form shows we've managed to completely index on on this show so so yeah yeah and like i don't like it's weird it's weird and cheesy to say but like this like i love the song and it it perf- I think the song perfectly fills you with that feeling that the show is like pushing, which is that of like friendship. You and me, like me and my best friend are going to team up and we're going to have like awesome adventures and like we're going to like take on all these guys and it's going to be awesome. Like and it fills me with a warm gooey feeling and not yeah. not just because yeah. we we yeah. we talked about the show like all together too, but like yeah, like the visuals, like I like the song, you know. 
I, I generally like this intro like all together. And Dold Fighters would probably be on a list of my like top ten Gundam series like all together. So like yeah. I, I I don't have anything really to add to that. You know, yeah, I, 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 I think, yeah, it's it's good. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, every, <laughs> everything's going to be all right. And then we all slap hands at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like I said, like, it, it's perfectly suited to it. Like, it feels like, you know, it gives you the feels. And I, I, the, I have I have the feels right now. <laughs> like, even the, the song title is one half, one half of friendship or, you know, whatever. Like, so, like, yeah. Okay, before I embarrass myself anymore, <laughs> let me let me let me uh, key up the next intro. first intro to Gundam Reconquista in G from 2014. Uh, the song is called Blazing and sung by uh, Garnadelia. And uh, uh, this this must be uh, fairly uh, recent for you, right, Derek? Like, aren't you currently yeah. like in the midst yeah. of watching this I, show? I, I, I've gotten past this intro, but, but just barely. So, like, I, I, I don't know if it is due to just hearing this intro on repeat ad nauseum because I was doing a watch through of it, but I, basically, that this is my long-winded, kind of convoluted way of saying, I haven't yet gotten used to the second intro yet, so I'm still used to this intro, so since I've watched maybe one or two episodes with the second intro, I'm kind of like, wait, what What happened to this intro? I'm, I'm used to this intro, but you're doing a different one now, so, but yeah. This is, like, this is kind of unique a little bit unique in that like this intro is made almost like 99.5% up of like clips from the show which Gundam doesn't normally do and like I like the song and and the the clips are well chosen but like I, I like I kind of remember thinking when I first saw it I'm like oh that's weird it's not a like original like animated opening it's all clips from the show and like I think it works it's just a little I don't know Maybe it feels a little chintzy to me, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, but no, that, that I think that's valid, right? Like, you know, like they haven't, they haven't, you know, technically it, it's, it's just a matter of editing it than, than it is actually, you know, paying people to create an intro. But I, I feel like, isn't that the, the, even, even in Japan, like, I, I feel like if you compared, like, it, to me, it's still shocking in Japan that something this modern, you know, and, and, and things, shows that are released today even get intros because I feel like in the States, we don't even, the, the, there's no such thing as an intro. There's no such thing as a song anymore. It's usually just some musical stinger and a title and then they're they're off to the racetracks, you know? So it's like just the fact that we, we still even got one, even if it was cobbled together from, footage from the show like is more to me it's like oh it's impressive that it's still it's still a thing like that there are still intros you know justin i know i know you're 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 a fan of this series like what do you what do you think of its intro though i really love this intro specifically i love the song kind of like derek when i was watching it i was like wait what happened to the first intro like i really love that one so it, it was a bit jarring and it is unusual that they only 
or they mainly use footage from the series. Because I kind of wonder, like, what they would have come up with if they hadn't done that. But, um, I don't know. I think I think it was a way for them to tell you, like, Reconquista is going to be different because it's like, okay, Age has a different art style. Reconquista has its own art style where everything feels a little sketchy. Like, everything is not quite as polished. Like, there's not a whole lot of, like... Well, I mean, there's some, but there's not, like, an overabundance of, like, computer-generated Gundams or characters. Like, there's, like, you can look at some scenes and you can see, like, the pencil work and the characters or even the Gundam themselves. And, like, I think, I think that's really great. But just, like, when we were doing this, uh, you know, when we were planning this episode and you were like, is there anything you, like, specifically, you know, want to discuss, like... At the, at the time, I was like, no. And then, like, as I was going to bed and I was replaying stuff in my head through the day, I was like, shit, I should have told Mike to include, like, Reeking East and G's first opening because I really love that. Like, you know, if you know, if you asked me to create my own, like, top five, top ten Gundam openings, like, this would be somewhere on that list, maybe six or five or something. I don't know. Like, I just, I really like this intro. Um, the series itself, I do... I do like Reconquista and G. It's just so... It's a little bit weird, and it's so dense. Like, not in that, like... You know how, like, Plinkett makes fun of, like, oh, it's so dense, there's so, so much happening on the screen? It's like, it's not... It's not that ironic dense. It's like, there's so much going on with all the characters and political situations and alliances and backstabbing and motivations. It's like... There's so much crammed into, like, 26, 25 episodes, like, you need to sit down and, like, digest it. Like, I would really like to sit down and discuss the series in detail with you guys. And maybe and we shall at some future I know. Point. Like, maybe that's something we're already planning on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's part of our evil plan. But, yeah, like, I, I really love this song, and I really like this introduction. I, I this think intro. it's... Like, no matter, like, what I said about it being chintzy, I think it's impressive that the opening works so well just using the song and the yeah. editing, like, with existing clips. Like, and I think my favorite part is actually, like, the very end where, like, you know, the G-Self, like, flies at the screen with its yeah. shield. Like, I think it fre it freezes on that image. Like, I think that's super badass. I, I always like the scene of, like... uh Raya, like she's got her arms up to like the G self and she's saying something to it. I don't know, just just the, of all the wackadoo characters in this show, like I think I love her and her goldfish the most. <laughs> and we, we we shall hear more of that at some point in the future. Future in future. the future. future. I, I was just gonna follow up on Justin's comment about the pencil like line work that you can see in the mm -hmm. intro and in the show, and I think I might just put forward the the supposition that I think that's a little bit carried over from Overman King Gainer. Like I I, I feel like I I see Tomino did some you know turn A and whatever, and then the the next show I I watched of his was was Overman King Gainer. And if you, I think if you watch that and then watch Reconquista and G or maybe vice versa, you you might see the the parallels that I'm seeing. It's like when, I don't know, like Keith Giffen got his, his, his five year later Legion style, you know, oh, and it's a little okay. different. And, and, and then you see like, Oh, okay. That carries over into like, you know, 
maybe a, a, a different style and trencher but in between that time when he did the heckler the heckler was kind of like the five year later legion you know like and you so you see that that influence carry over or whatever and i feel like wh how whatever he was influenced by that made its mark in overman king gainer like that also found its way into reconquista and g sweet all right so let's move on to the next one so, uh, this is the first opening to Build Fighters Try from 2014. Uh, song title is Cerulean, sung by Bakon. It doesn't want to make you fight in a tournament. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're in the chicken house school whereas uh the first series was all about friendship and stuff like this one is like let's build some gunpla and make them fight <laughs> and it definitely gets that across to you because like you know there is some uh visualizations of like clipping uh you know gunpla from its little uh christmas tree thing and putting it together and then once it gets past that it's all about like we're gonna fight guys we're gonna have a, lot, a whole lot of mobile suit battles we're gonna have some crazy wackadoo like variants of Gundams like you've never seen. Like I know you guys prefer the first series, but like I I really like Build Fighters Try a lot. I've got more mobile like I've got more Gunpla from this series than any other Gunpla series. I think like Build Fighters Try is okay. Like I I think I liked and I like this intro and I like the characters in the show, but I also think this intro lied to me. So maybe that's why like I have a sour <laughs> feeling towards it sometimes because. That the kid who has the Destiny Gundam, like uh, I think his name is Simon, like in the show, this intro led me to believe he would be like, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the main character? Uh, um, oh, uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Jigenhow. I don't know. Yeah, Jigenhow kid, <laughs> like him. I'm from yeah. the Jigenhow school. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I he know. was gonna be his rival because they have that cool like rival clash in the intro, and I was like. And then, like, that kid, like, shows up for one episode, fights him, and then is basically, like, a background character for the rest of the series. You know so. you know what's weird about this show is there's, like, five different rivals you think are going to be the main rival, but it's kind of like, you know, in Sea Destiny, it's like, who is your main protagonist? Like, I don't I don't know who to, to really root for or who the focus is of this series. It's like, I'm not sure who, like, the main antagonist is or, like, who to, like, boo the most. It's, um... Sakai Kamiki is who you're thinking of, right? That's it. Yep, Sakai. Okay, that's. A, I was like, I was trying to. I was racking my brain. I couldn't think of who who the hell he was yet. But does, does this is is it just me? Does this take like a page from Epic Battles of Wrath or something? Is that why they have that little <laughs> like breakdown in the middle of it? Is it like people are like like you said? This is all about this this intro and this song. It's it's not so much about the friendship aspect from the original Bill Fighters, but Try is about the the, the competition aspect and the kind of, you know, put-down aspect, I guess, and maybe maybe that's what that's supposed to be evocative of. You know, it's like it's like Eminem trying to get into a rap battle, but instead it's like <laughs> these kids trying to get into a, 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 a gunpla battle. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I could see that. I mean, it does have, like... It, it has. It, it, has, it, it has that. Is that? There's that weird Japanese attempt at rap, you know? Yeah. It's, like, like it's, it's, it's got that little like it, instead of a guitar riff, it's got like a rap riff in the middle of the song where he's like, 
Okay, die, 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 <laughs> it does have it does have the words flame on at the end, like uh, flame yeah. on. Like, flame uh, on. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think try is okay. Like I think it kind of let me down in a lot of places. And like I think maybe that's because it's got too many characters and it kind of it kind of veers into that, like who's the like Justin said, like who's the main antagonist, like and who's who's the main protagonist? And well, I mean, we know who the protagonist is, but and like his his screen time is also divided with the other two, like you know, kids. So like, I don't know, maybe the, there's a too much of a split in focus for me. But I mean, I I do I do like this intro. I do like the visuals in it. Like, um, I I think when I first saw it, I kind of lost my shit when I was like, oh man, that kid's like mentor is Domon. Like, cause you you see like the the silhouette of Domon like at the very beginning, and I'm like, oh, that's freaking awesome. Like that's you know. That's that's super cool. Like, but I don't like. I, I feel like maybe it didn't live up to any of that potential that this intro like initially raised in me. But yeah, I mean, I I do like the mecha design. Like like you said, Justin. Like you know, the, it's got a lot of cool like mecha designs in this show. Yeah. I mean, this is where Tryon Three came from, right? And that's like <laughs> that's amazing. Freaking boss. Yeah. Yeah. Tryon Three is awesome. Yep. I love that character. I'm sorry to get off track, but like I love that character, and I love how like at the end he makes a mobile suit out of like what's her name, and she's freaked out about it. Oh yeah, Fumina. Yeah. Yeah, Fumina. Like I, I think try, like you know, I know you like it, Justin, but I would, I would like give the nod to the original build fighters, like over it. I mean, I, I, I like try. I don't know that I had the same high expectations or same anticipation of its potential i i think i just I, I i took it as it came and i i think i i found my amusement where i could get it and i i, I do see what you're saying about maybe potentially being somewhat frustrated with the lack of a consistent rival but i think i was at this point kind of rolling with whatever punches there were and i you know i i think i still enjoyed what i watched cool cool all right we've got two more left so and i'm not i i think derek's seen the first one and i don't know if either of you have seen the last intro but like let's let's go for it Raise Okay, this is um, Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans' first intro from 2015, uh, Raise Your Flag, sung by Man with a Mission. Um, I really I, like I really like this intro. I, I really like this series. I think this is the most, like, probably distinct intro. Like, I think I remember our, our good friend Zach, like, Steeljaw, telling me that he would, like, he liked this intro so much he would, like, play this song at work. And people would ask him, like, where's this song from? And you'd tell him, like, it's from a Gundam series. Like, it's, it's a super cool song. Like, And, like, you know, I, I like the visuals in this intro. I like, I think I'm a sucker for a good, like, buddy cop, like, kind of, like, you know, ser- show or uh, movie or whatever. I think Orga and Mika kind of fit that, like, description. Like, they're kind of, you know, they're best buddies. 
I love I love when the title comes up and it superimposes them over it and they do their little like arm bump thing. Like I think that's super cool. You know, I, I think it's got uh, generally the good, the usual hallmarks of a good Gundam like intro. It's got good transitions. It like you know it sells the premise of the series. Um, I'm I'm curious, like Justin, I know you haven't watched this series yet, but what do you what is your impression of this intro? I've seen this once or twice before because it's included on that, you know, that massive hour and a half compilation of Gundam intros. Um, I really like the song. Like I'm familiar with the band man with a mission like i don't know have you ever seen a picture of them either of you no no okay just just google them because like they're it's a japanese band of like four or five guys and they all wear like wolf masks <laughs> they're very interesting and that's how they like perform i mean like you can look at some of their other uh music videos and like, <laughs> yeah it's oh okay okay yeah, so so they're they're very interesting. They're the the rest of their music is kind of like this, maybe a bit heavier. But yeah, I mean, I I I really like the band. Like, I think I randomly found them on YouTube because I was listening to some some other Japanese band and they were like recommended. And then I made the connection. I was like, oh wait, they did that "Raise Your Flag" song. Okay, so I I I'm, I'm a little familiar. But yeah, like I really like the song having seen nothing uh, from this series like the the visuals to me they're just inter- interesting visuals and they i don't have any connection to them or the characters at all i i kind of feel like this is like alternative rock bromance like like that's 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 <laughs> what i get out of it I, I i think i think it definitely is evocative of the you know to me I'm, it makes me think of the mercenary aspect and kind of band of brothers aspect between those characters you know like that's that's kind of what the the raise your flag thing is about i think the the intro itself has a lot of quick paced like extremely fast paced visuals so i think people can be forgiven for not picking up on all of them but I, I i think maybe that's by design like it's trying to overwhelm you with sensory and visual information and then the the more you watch of the show the the more that will be less overwhelming i think i my my favorite bit in this intro is when you know orga's leading the charge on those like little like you know mini tank things they have and then the barbados just drops into frame and like just wrecks the mobile suits in their way because it's kind of like you know that's again that's very evocative of what you know the barbatos is the vanguard of tekadin like their military operation and that that's the whole deal basically that you know they have a gundam and the gundam is better than all the others basically so and i i also like in the space battle where the barbatos like fires its bazooka like that that's a really cool like dynamic like in a show where it's kind of more real robot like that's a very like super robot kind of pose and bit of animation yeah. and i i also like like this this is one of those intros that evolves over the course of like the you know as it goes on and like the barbatos and the like the opening changes based on the equipment it uses in that episode and also, um, the quick shot you get of a uh, Naze, the guy in the hat, I think like his harem of wives, like they add one, like as, as each intro goes on <laughs> until he has like, you know, all like nine wives with him, like in that shot. So like, okay. yeah, but yeah, but like, I mean, I really like Iron-Blooded Orphans. Like, I think it's a great series. Like, 
and like I, I hope this entices Justin to watch it eventually, like one day. I will one day. Yeah, we we will discuss it at some point in the future. I mean, I mean, I really enjoyed building that uh, model kit that Derek sent me for you know my my birthday. So that kind of I was like, then this is a really cool suit. Like I should sit down and watch this, you know, at some point. Nice. All right. So we are down to the last one, and I, I think I think maybe Derek has seen this intro. I don't know if you either of you guys have seen this series though. So let me post that. So this is the first intro to Gundam Build Divers from 2018. Uh, the song is Divers High, sung by Sky High. And when the show started, I think I sent this intro to you, Derek. And I was like, okay, does this step into the Grand Tour? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember when you sent it to me. I'm trying to remember if I was at work because I, I feel like I, I think I watched it without sound at one point. And then, and then I went back and watched it. And then I think the things that stood out to me the most were that the, the, it had the little ninja girl with the SD, you know, super deformed or super defender superior, you know, whatever you want to call it, Gundam. And then, and then there's the dude who like blows kisses with the little hearts and i was just like i don't know what the fuck's going on there but you know <laughs> i assume i assume it's like you know uh the the lawyer guy from capcom versus marvel but with with valentine's <laughs> hearts or something i don't know like but but yeah i don't i, I, I i've never seen this show and i i mean kind of i mean like like the, the it, it definitely has that whole like this is not, this is not just a guitar riff of the, the the whole song is is sort of the 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 Japanese beatnik rap poetry thing. I I I don't know that that's necessarily anything that that really gets my juices pumping. I guess, but 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 I I mean I can kind of you know, to me it, it it's almost like oh well if I just turned down the volume, I would like, you know, check out all the different characters and suits and everything like that. But I, I, I don't feel like this is something I would go out of my way to listen to. Justin, what, what are your thoughts on this? I don't care for this song, but I do like the, uh, the visuals of the sequence, but, um, I mean, I have seen this series. I just haven't seen the new sequel to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you, I forgot if you would we had talked about this series or not. But I mean, your your joke about is this grand tour? Like, I mean, I think it's spot on. It's just, it's musically, it's not really for me. I mean, I do like that little beat that opens and ends it, where it's like dun 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 dun. I like that part, but just the the whole rest of it is just it's just not my thing. But like I said, I do like all the visuals that they're presenting to me. So it says this is this is dubbed. Yeah, it it actually has a good dub too. Like it's not one of those yeah. like cheesy ass well, dubs. Yeah. I mean, it says it says it's on Funimation, so I was like, oh. Yeah, I've never. I only watched it subbed when it originally aired, but but it it actually has like a pro dub by one of the L.A. studios, I think. So. Okay. But I mean, I 
I don't know, Justin, like I, I think Bill Divers is all right, but I think I don't think it has like any real stakes until like maybe the last five episodes, like where there's yeah. like actually something to fight for, where they're, you know, for the first like 20 episodes, they're just like, like, let's dick around in this magic fantasy world or whatever. And then finally, in the last five episodes, there's like, oh, there's some serious stakes now with kids like, like, watch out, like, <laughs> but. Yeah, whereas I really like Build Fighters and Build Fighters Try, like I felt like there wasn't a whole lot for me to latch onto in this series, and kind of like you said, there there wasn't a whole lot like at risk until like the last few episodes when they're fighting over that, uh, you know, the the AI chick or whatever she turned out to be. You know, it's like, oh, we got to save her. No, we got to kill her to save her game. Oh, okay. Well, finally, you've got some kind of conflict and to actually you know, motivate some of you guys to do something. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I don't think I care for the, yeah, the step into the grand tour type, <laughs> like, stuff, like rap, but I, I think eventually the song like kind of gets like into a groove where I can, you know, groove to basically like, but step into the gun plug, gun plug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe the, the second opening to this series is a lot more like traditional, I guess, Gundam series, or at least like Gundam build fighters series. But like, I mean, this one was the more infamous one. So that's why I picked it. What is that? The personified mouse wearing the, <laughs> what, what, or what is that? Well, it's, 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 it's like, it's inside it's a game. So they have oh. like avatars and some of them are is, furry, is basically he... a furry avatars. Basically. Is, is it a koala? Like, what the fuck is it? I thought it was a ferret, but I I don't know. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. I'm I'm just I'm I'm fascinated. I'm like, what what? I, I almost said it was a ferret and I was like immediately like, No, that's Pokemon, you idiot. <laughs> I I feel like like see this is me this is me having a norm a normie moment where I'm like <laughs> I'm like, I don't recognize like Lori Lamaris or Bat Cow and I'm just like, like <laughs> what the fuck is going like, on here? Why is this uh, ferret in a Xeon uniform piloting a mobile suit? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you watch the series, that explanation will be forthcoming. Well, okay, okay. maybe. I, I don't know, actually. I don't think there is an explanation, but... But anyway, like, that's the end of it. Like, I tried to pick, you know, like, maybe I picked a couple of my favorites over what, like, you know, what would be more well-known. But, like, are there any intros I didn't pick that, like, I we haven't talked about that you guys would like to bring up? The only one I would like to mention that I haven't already mentioned is, um, and this, this goes back to Gundam Wing. I really love Rhythm Emotion. It's also by, um, Two Mix. And I think they only used it for, like, the last nine or 10 episodes of the series which is kind of odd but um yeah like i i mean i love just communication and i love rhythm emotion it has like it's it's own you know like as you say mike like rhythm emotion is a good like indication of like where you are in gundam wing it's like it's past the whole like blahness that derek tells you about is like in the middle of the series it's like we're getting towards like the last you know nine or ten episodes like we got some big things at stake everyone's fighting we're out in space like go but um i really love the visuals and i really love the song rhythm emotion i think it's great i was just gonna say like the only other one i might have included but i didn't because it's kind of like spoiler tastic and i don't think either of you well i know either of you haven't seen it is like the third iron-blooded orphans uh intro i like and uh it's kind of got that same vibe as the third double o intro where it's like we're like because it was after a hiatus and it's like back for the second season and we're like we're back and we're gonna kick some ass like, so, like, 
it's it's called a rage of dust and like yeah like i i really like that intro but and it's got it's it's got a homage to like i i mentioned way back in the double zeta where the protagonist's hand turns into the hand of the gundam which i always think is like super cool so yeah, I, I, I can't, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair. Like, there's songs I can think of, you know, that, that I like. Like I said, I, I, I like the one from F91 at the end, but I I can't think of any, you know, I, I feel like you did a pretty good job of at least representing all the different shows in, in the Gundam franchise. And, yeah, we may we may have some, some minor disagreements over, you know, or, or, I don't know, not so much a disagreement, but if you're picking something because it's your favorite, it's your favorite. Like, so there's no there's no real disagreement. It's just you picked your favorite, and, and, and it's still representing the show. I think I think maybe some of us might suggest, well, hey, th- this one is the more memorable or more iconic song to pick from that franchise. But other than that, like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I guess right now I'm so fucking fried, I, I can't think of, of anything <laughs> yeah play, this you know this was a long one and i thank you for indul both of you for indulging me i th- i just thought you know this this is usually a fun time for us oh yeah yeah yeah, even, yeah, no, yeah I, you know, I, so, i'm yeah. having fun i'm just i i feel like now you're it's like i feel like we've taken like a four-hour sat and then you're like hey any other math problems you guys want to do and <laughs> i'm kind of like fuck i don't know dude i don't know man well, well Der- Derek, you have blue hair, so I can't take you seriously. <laughs> no, nobody takes me seriously anyway, so don't worry it's, about it. It's time for Derek to smoke his bowl, listen to some <laughs> <Sweet> Destiny jazz. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. Uh, whatever. Turn, turn on, turn, turn on the auto targeting system and let it rip. Like you know. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna target all the fucking legs and hands and just sit back and chill. And flip, flip the turn nuclear explosion off button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's like these guys. Oh yeah, but Batman doesn't use guns. He just puts high explosives on all his batarangs and prays <laughs> that no one dies. So what 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 we're saying basically is maybe like Shiro Amada should have brought like Kara Yamato into like faux vietnam like and then he could have like you know he could have had the firepower to back up his ideals or whatever so yeah i guess i guess yeah i mean i mean th- th- that's the thing about it you you put well you know i don't know anyway who cares who cares it's these are all fun who cares songs. all right all right these, these are all these are all fun songs we're all like good. this is this is good I, I'm, I'm happy we did this and 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 i maybe i i don't know if i feel less self-conscious about talking about music but but I, but I gave it I gave it an honest honest day to try so you know sweet so I get I guess we have reached the end of our Gundam intro show and uh, if you've stayed on as long as we have like I, I thank you for indulging us as well and uh, Derek why don't you do our usual outro like spiel thing yeah yeah if you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Mobile Suit Mondays we have all of our shows on the backlog over at fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. So you can check out the backlog of our episodes there. If you like Mobile Suit Mondays, we've got plenty of other shows. We've got Toku Thursdays, Sentai Saturdays. We've got Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. We've got Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them? We've got the Fanholes Podcast proper. We've got Justice Not Entirely Dissimilar to Lightning. So if you like Mobile Suit Mondays, consider checking out some of the other shows. 
We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio or on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and, I don't know, Google Play, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, and if you have any other comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Derek. So this is Mike uh, signing off. Raise your flag. This is Derek, Derek WC, Anime Janai, signing off. This is Justin, Oriwa Fanholda. There is no God in this podcast. Derek, your camera's on. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I can see you. I, oh, okay. I thought I turned I can, it off. I can, I can see, see you, Kirk. Can I can see, see you, Kirk. I'm like, <laughs> he can't get away. No. <laughs>